Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals to episode 357, I looked it up this week, of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly video game podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and I'm joined this week by Mr. David Moody. Hello, everybody. It's Friday. You know what that means? I was trying to work, because you know sometimes I give you silly nicknames. Yes. And I was trying to work has a game coming out on Game Pass into a, some sort of nickname, but I couldn't figure it out. So I gave well, up, and I decided to just do this instead. Fair. Well, the game's already out, but yes. Bravo oh, it... the Mountain King is coming to Game Pass soon. So. Yeah, but all those cheapskates who don't know quality games when they hit them in the face, but have Game Pass, will now be able to play, download the game and play it. And so, that, so you're I'm, saying you've played it in, uh, and, you? and I'm not digging on people who don't buy games and just download them on Game Pass. I am one of those cheapskates. <laughs> no, I played something else this morning, and I wish I'd been playing Bramble. Well, but if I say what it is, the internet will come for me. <laughs> it's the internet's current favorite game. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> There's a few favorite games out there, so I'm a little intrigued ah. by this. But either way, well, how one are day you? I'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm alright. I'm warm, but I'm not I'm as not. warm. It was. It's not been that bad the last couple of days, and I feel like saying that out loud was a terrible mistake. That will jinx me for the rest of the month. <laughs> but no, it's good. Probably. I went out to. I went out to the woods on a day. One of the days, Monday, all, I think, and it rained. It was awesome. It was like that was fantastic. I sent Phil a video. I was like, I was, I was video messaging people, um, because I had like video messages and stuff to catch up on. I was in the middle of video recording Phil, and then it started pissing down, and I was just standing in the rain, like, it's a miracle. I'm so happy right now. So what, you were like the character from Shawshank. Just... <laughs> Not quite. There, were, you know, there wasn't even that many people out, actually, to be fair. And everybody was really nice. Like, round here, like, you know, if you walk past someone, they're like... They'll eat the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, with, with their eyes, right? They're like, they're like, who's this person in, occupying the same space as me? And it's like, we're, we're across the street from each other. And I'm like, it's nothing I can do about it. And then, like, I was walking. I went... I didn't go super early because, you know, the dog walkers get up super early to walk their dogs. And then I didn't want to go, like, later on in case, like, you know, people who wake up late were like, oh, I'll go to the woods. So I was like, I went on this sweet spot. So there wasn't that many people there. But, like, there were a few people and, like, they were all walking their dogs and everybody was like, good morning. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so between this time and the, at the end, everyone's nice. Everyone's, everyone's nice to me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. And then and then when I was coming home, the bus driver looked at me like when I got on the bus as if I'd ruined his day by stopping the bus. So, you know, everything was back to normal. Maybe it's the woods is just like a magical place. Well, when we walked around here, people said hello. That's true. But I feel like you live in a place where everybody says hello to everybody. Like all the time. Maybe. Like if you walk yeah, past someone hello. and it's like, hi, hello. Whereas here, it was like I just went, stepped outside like 10 minutes ago to the sound of a power drill and a child screaming nonstop. <laughs> Which was louder, the power drill or the child? <laughs> it was like 
the power drill, like the person who was power drilling was just going, but then stopping and then going and then stopping. And it was like the child was like filling in the blanks. <laughs> so it's just constant loud it's noise. Just, <laughs> ah, ah. It's like, yeah, I want to go back to Moody's. <laughs> He's got no neighbors. <laughs> oh, so that was there, and and I played some. I played some fun. We had some fun playing Diablo on the weekend as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Uh, I've just bought Aliens: The Dark Descent on PC. Didn't you already have it on PlayStation? Uh, I from uh, Boomerang on PlayStation. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm not liking the feel on console. That's so, fair. So I went. I looked at the price and I was like, "I could afford that." The price is right. <laughs> the price is right. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I wasn't stalking you this time. I was on my PlayStation and and I saw you and my friends let's play an Aliens Dark Descent. I was like, "Cool, he's playing it on PlayStation." I just thought you bought it twice. I just thought you were like, "Yep, Aliens giving me." <laughs> no, 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 no. I was renting this. Uh, wasn't gonna. I didn't think I would be able to afford it when it came out, um, but no. I had a look on PC. I thought, all right, yeah, I feel like I'd get it on PC. I was yawning at the same time when I was well, talking. I was really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> but I must finish my sentence. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I must tell the people. So, so I'm already past halfway, guys. Let's keep on going. I'm committed. Like, I'm committed. <laughs> it's like me when I wake up. Oh. You and I have very yeah. different wake-up routines. You, you, you sound like you're waking up in a... Chat in a child-friendly cartoon of some kind, where you just go. Meh. Whereas, like when I wake up, there's a lot of swearing involved. Like fuck, <laughs> get fucking no. Go. Why am I still fucking here? <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck off! <laughs> ah, I've been doing this thing because it's been so warm. Obviously, window stays open, <clears throat> and it's really nice to keep the window open because, like, my bed is there and the window is like right underneath it, so I get the, the breeze coming like directly on me. But for that to work, like, as as efficiently as possible, I have to keep the curtains open. So, at like, about half five every morning, I've been waking up when the, the light is finally, like, woken me up. And then I'm like, mm, for fucking, 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 blah. close the curtains, for, for fucking bullshit, fucking, back to sleep. <laughs> I've spent my morning routine. Interesting. Yeah, basically. Like I'm not, I'm not a morning person. I don't understand how morning people and how they how they function. Like, oh, reasonably all right when we were around. All right, I know it was quiet. I can appreciate that. But like, you, you grew up pretty early all the time. Like, we mean the missus took a bet when you were going to be up one time. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, that's not true. It was the first night I'd spent over. I woke up and there was a sign on the door. <laughs> We've gone out. And then he came back and you're like, we bet that you, we bet whether you would be awake or not. And it was like fucking half ten or some shit, right? Like, come on, man. I'm not that bad. That's still morning. I'm not that fucking bad. But then you just both went, oh, we both lost. And I was like, oh, so you just both thought I was still getting me to sleep. Fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we did. I was like, no. Yeah. That's not how that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. Also the ice I put in this water bottle is shit because it's already mostly melted. 
I miss your giant ice cubes. I can send you a link to them. From just, our, just, send some, just send me some. Just <laughs> send me some. Send you the just yeah, send just, the ice cubes. Ah, this must be, be my, This must be my ice cube delivery. <laughs> what the hell, Moody? You only sent me water. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were frozen when I sent them. <laughs> oh, hey, I decided it all planned out. I filled it like full ice, and I was like, "Yeah, this will get me through the podcast. It's not even gonna get me through the fucking intro." <laughs> <laughs> Should still be cold. Oh, it's still cold, but that'll change. Like, there's not very, there's like chips. You know what I mean? Like, very, yeah. you can't really see. It's like, it's... Well, I put ice in this about seven hours ago. It's still chill, and the ice is gone. Yeah, but that's just because you're a chill guy. You've got fans pointed at you. You're in, you yeah, know, but it's not on. You're in it's that chill. On. You're in that chill environment that I that I miss so much. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm in it a hot is box. A chill environment. <laughs> I won't lie. What I've built is pretty chill. It is. Yeah. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. This is chill aesthetically. <laughs> but the second I want to do anything, whatever I turn on kicks out so much heat that it quickly becomes not chill. Unless I'm reading a book, but even then I need a light to read a book. It's like it's it's a weird room. It's it's the cold coolest room in the house. It's the easiest room in the house to keep cool because it doesn't face the sun for most of the day, but it heats up like that if you're not if you're not keeping on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I hate it. <laughs> That's fair. Basically, that's what I'm saying. I want to come and sit on your couch and play Dead Cells again. <laughs> Watch, watch, watch! Summon Games Fest, twenty twenty three part two. <laughs> Good God! Think when? Do you think any women will be on it this time? <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Apart from that, yeah, there was board game day as well. That was fun. I know. I saw slightly like pictures and everything like that. That's you'd, really you'd love board game day. I wish you could come like one day, like. You know, not, not, I'm not saying drive 200 miles just to come for board game day. I'm saying if you're ever in the area and you've got time, like hopefully we we could arrange something because you would really enjoy it. We played Ultimate sure Werewolf. We played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which is basically just the, the, the talking phase of Among Us as a card game, <laughs> but with even more chaos. <laughs> I just realized because you're talking about board games, we didn't attempt to play Alien. <laughs> That's true, but to I be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think we could have attempted much more than we did because of how hot it was. Oh, we would have had the fans all over us. Because, <laughs> yeah, but then all the stuff would have blown around. And we, the thinking, it's the thinking I'm thinking of, Mooney. It's the part where we have to think about the things that we're doing. I don't need to think that hard to watch RRR, you know? But, like, to play a board game... <laughs> actually requires like my brain to be like okay how does this work <laughs> Get that. i think it's one of the reasons why i just played dead cells like when you were in bed and stuff because it was just like it's an easy game to play it's not an easy game but it's an easy game to understand go that way kill everything <laughs> <laughs> i can handle that <laughs> yeah, that's fair that's fair yeah but yeah, no, it was funny. We played that. We played another Maiden Roll game as well. Um, Betrayal at House on the Hill, which is always fun. And then we played the voting game. And I, I, nah. <laughs> 
the, the way it works is the cards that you get are your points. Like everybody votes on, on who they think is the most like the sentence. So there would be like, who respects authority the least? And obviously everybody voted for me. And it becomes like, it start, it becomes this like call, almost like a call out game <laughs> where it's like, I'm looking at all of the cards I've got in front of me. And I'm like, my friends have a very particular image of me in their head. <laughs> if we lived in medieval times, who would, who would most likely to be the town wench? Oh, well, let's vote for Amy for that one. And I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. That's fair. But <laughs> do you have to call me out like that? <laughs> Did it have to be unanimous? <laughs> well, Amy... <laughs> I, I get I understand <laughs> and you do as well you know you're like I know all right yes you're right I, but... right <laughs> this is accurate but you know like could it have been a little ambiguous that's all I'm asking for just a little bit of ambiguity Bless. <sighs> but, oh, yeah it's been a fun relaxing time for in, in a week in, in at the tail end of like a weird two months where I've obviously like been laid up a long time and then on holiday and all this so like it's been weird to to live life like i think we were meant to live life <laughs> as humans <laughs> before we decided to invent all this bullshit like work <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know week's not over but it's starting to feel like it's coming to a close. And it's like, oh, you get that melancholy feeling. You don't because you actually enjoy work. <laughs> I do indeed. And, and the things that you get to work on. But I do indeed. I well, <laughs> yeah, I do indeed. <laughs> I, I, f I feel like I'm getting dragged into prison by like 20, 20 people and I'm just screaming, no, I won't go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die first. You're like one. They're like one of us. One of us. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> Get off me. <laughs> this is inhumane. This is torture. I'll have you under the Geneva Convention for this. Tories wouldn't go along with that. They'll vote against it. <laughs> Tories like Ge that Geneva Convention. Wow, well, sounds European to me. <laughs> 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 we're not European anymore. We, so we hate you. We hate those guys. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because like, whether we're in the European Union or not, we're still like in Europe. Like, Europe is a continent that we're a part of. <laughs> but like, the way people talk, it's just like, ah, yes, because we absconded from the the Union, we also absconded from our continent. We now we are now our own continent. <laughs> Britannia. Pretty much. The shittest that's, of all continents. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it worked when we when Brexit out. Yeah. <laughs> we rewrote the geography books. Like, Pretty much. We are, the, we are the next. We are the extra continent. The fire nation. And <laughs> 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 uh, suddenly, the fire nation attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pitiful attack, but it was the best that they could do. <laughs> all of their all of their citizens were starving because the cost of a loaf of bread was twenty five pounds. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I miss your food. That's the last the, 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 the last reference I'm going to make to like missing being down in your house because otherwise it might get a bit weird. But I do miss the food. I do have to say this. 
That's fair. I sent you a picture of of the food that you say you fed me, and I was just like, I miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like that Wolverine skit? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, just, just like, a picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the food I miss oh, it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I had some potato wedges for lunch and I was just like, they're tasty and I enjoy them. But like... What would, it's what just would not, Sophia done to these? It's just <laughs> not as good. It's just not as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that. <clears throat> and I'm sad all the time. Well, not all the time, but just whenever I'm eating food, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> That's fair. I got that. I understand. Uh, but anyway, should we... Should we, should we should we stop talking about how much Amy misses being in your house? Why not? Let's crack on with the game with the show. Just to do our podcast, and it's just it's just me being like, I'll tell you what else I miss as well. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the birds. <laughs> I don't miss the birds. Yeah, trust me, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it down here, but trust me, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're so fucking loud. I'm contemplating getting a rifle and get and shoot them all of them outside. Jesus, Jesus Minnie. Just like, that was a warning shot. Shut the fuck Shh. up. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The next one won't miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all he hears. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Told you. <laughs> Bev. We got, we're back on meat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like meat's back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> just got a picture and it's just, it's you've cooked the whole bird and just put it on a fork. <laughs> and then stuck um. it, and then stuck <laughs> it like outside as a warning to the rest of the birds. <laughs> What will happen <laughs> if they don't shut up in the morning? Just a tad on the spike. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, that guy's dark. <laughs> let's, let's sail to cheery pastures. Let's talk, about, let's talk about some of them video games. Uh, our main topic today. Xbox Game Studios chief says people need to realize games now take four to six years to make. This is from Jordan Midler over at VGC. He writes... Xbox Game Studios chief Matt Booty has said that both game players and the industry in general need to realize that most big games now have development cycles of around half a decade. In an interview with Axios, Booty said, quote, I think that the industry and the fans were a little behind the curve on sort of a reset to understand that games aren't two or three years anymore, end quote. Specifically referring to high and big budget games, Booty added that, quote, they're now four and five and six years, end quote. While the Xbox 360 and PS3 generation saw a plethora of large franchises releasing as many as three games in a series in the space of one console, such as Gears of War, Halo, and Uncharted, for example, the Xbox One and PS4 generation saw this frequency slow significantly due to the increasing game budgets and the number of people working on individual titles. While annualized franchises such as Assassin's Creed, which, re- recent, uh, which routinely released a new title every Christmas until a recent break, and Call of Duty, which has maintained annual releases for almost 20 years, remain, they are aided by several studios swapping off development duty, meaning they're spending closer to three or four years on each title. 
Starfield, Xbox's biggest game of the year, will be the first title released from Bethesda Game Studios since Fallout 4 in 2015, marking an almost a decade-long gap between games. For comparison, Fallout 3 was released in 2008 and received a year of expansions, which was then followed only three years later by The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. While Bethesda confirmed it was working on The Elder Scrolls 6 via, via a teaser trailer shown back in 2018, it's likely that the game won't release until roughly a decade following the announcement, if Booty's estimates are correct. Booty's comments are in light of the criticism faced by Xbox for the slow cadence of major releases that have blighted the platform in recent years. So we saw this when I was down at yours, and, and we were like, yeah. this is good, we should talk about this when we get the chance, and I remembered. <clears throat> <laughs> you did indeed. You did indeed. It's it's, uh, it's good we have a Discord so you can put stuff in. I know, right? It's, good. it's <laughs> like a, it's like a Pinterest for for weird video game news stories. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, this is like I understand where Boot Map Booty is coming from. There, I really do, and everything like that. But the costs have gone up because of them, and everything like that. Uh, They're yeah. the ones who are putting more money into this thing, so that means they're expecting. To be able to put out a game that's 30, 40, 50, 60 hours long and everything. Uh, uh, so, like, so when you're getting games, like, you're posting games out that are like Starfield and everything, or potentially Starfield, um, which has <clears throat> gone on, been in development for at least a decade minimum. Um, yeah, you're going to be going for this type of thing. And it's the whole, whole thing of it that I've just like. Of amount of money, the studios are putting more and more money into it, and it's just something that they've done, not the fans, not the people, yeah. and I don't know that it's just it's the industry itself. It's the so it's like the guy in the hot dog costume in the meme. We're all looking for the guy who did this, <laughs> like you, you did, you did this to yourself because you did. Like, I get where you're coming from because, like. It's this graphical arms race, right? Where it's like everything has to look shinier and bigger and better. And again, we're just talking about big budget AAA games, which is what Matt B was talking about. And it's just like, do they, do the games really need to look like leaps and bounds better, <laughs> like than than they did? Like, yeah. I mean, some of the best game, best looking games I've ever played from a graphical fidelity standpoint have also been the most boring games I've ever played, like. You know what I mean? Like, graphics don't make games. Look at The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Artistically, yeah, looks right. fantastic. But from, like, that graphical fidelity standpoint that some AAA publishers aim for, it's nowhere near that standard. But it's an amazing yeah. game because of the other stuff it does. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like, I stated, yeah, what, was it last year or something like that? Zelda's ready. You can play it. It's just... Ying in a good state though, yeah. and that's why it was delayed for so long and everything like that. It's more, it's that's, but that's on the Nintendo side of their hardware is so old, it it needs a massive update. Basically, <laughs> sounds like for, the start of that. one of those jokes. Sorry, your hardware is so old. <laughs> <laughs> your hardware is so old. You have to stream Xbox One games. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but no, yeah, it's like, so you've created a console, you've created consoles who can put put out 4K and you <laughs> feel like you have to. I know, I know what you're saying, but that's what they feel like they have to hit that all the time. They don't. 
I remember like when it was the battle between for uh, Sean Layden and uh, Jim Ryan before Jim Ryan won out and became the new CEO and everything like that. Sean Layden, like he said multiple times, I think if I remember one of them, there was. He'd rather lower the budget and bring out shorter games over like maximum around 15 hours, but shorten the time of development that gets them out in a faster pace, but we're keeping that quality because or anything like that. I'd rather have that all the time, every single time, because the, the, the amount of times like we, you and me have spoken, like we spoke, I think it was the beginning of this year or the end of last year, of like just open world fatigue and everything, and it's just like. And everything's going for that grandeur, basically. You have to have a massive world where you can do be in there for hours and hours and hours on end, hours like to hunt to 30, 40, 50, 60 plus extra hours in all the time. You don't, you don't, you just you do not need that whatsoever. And that's the thing about it for me personally. People may say, Oh, no, I prefer to have that open world experience. That's great, that's fantastic for you, and everything, but. Your waiting, your wait, your waiting times, is because that's when the the fans get bl- can get blamed a little bit because they're begging for big open world experiences all the time. But the the, but it's the companies who have given it before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they've mm-hmm. given they've given that sl- that sixteen inch pizza, and they want more than just a sixteen inch pizza next time. They want a a twenty inch pizza, and then they want a twenty five inch pizza. I don't know about that. That's too much pizza. You, but you know what? You know what the you know what I'm referencing though. though. But yeah, um, for me, I think it's a balancing act for me personally. I think you can do the big open world thing, what like Matt Booty is saying, where it's going to be four, five, six years of development. Or, but you can also combine that by giving you a small experience, which is only ten to fifteen hours. With the great quality of what you ex- what you would hope for from a from a exclusive studio. Yeah, that's true. I don't think like <clears throat> so. Yeah, I get it. Well, the thing about open <clears throat> open world games specifically is like it's a lot of empty space. That's why yeah. it fatigues me because yeah. I'm just like I don't need this. I don't like a lot of open world design is there's a place and there's another place and you have to go from this place to this place. But it's really immersive because you get to walk between the two places. But then in the middle, there's like, there's like nothing. There's like a bird feather or a mask. You know, those are references to specific games. Good luck figuring out which ones they are. And like, it's like, did I really need to go out of my way to collect this mask? Like, could I not have just like been taken from one place to the other place? And that is one one way why these games have been obviously like had their development like balloon because people still expect the last of us you know what i mean like that graphical fidelity of like the the best graphical fidelity on top of a massive open world which is just i mean hell <laughs> like how many artists are sitting there going oh my god the like the horse testicle story right from like red dead redemption 2 it's like it's very impressive that the testicles shrink in the cold but did anybody need this <laughs> like did 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 we need this Fair play to the artists and tech and, and programmers who got this working, but um, but yeah, it's just uh, do we need did, did did that need to exist? And then similarly, like the the 
the games that you're talking about, which are sort of like the 12 to 15 hour games. I mean, for starters, <clears throat> those games are starting to become the 20 to 30 hour games. Like, look at the jump from yeah. The Last of Us Part 1 to The Last of Us Part 2, which even I said when we reviewed it, loved it, masterpiece, but I was like, man, this game was long as fuck. <laughs> and I could see places where they were like stretching it out to make it just a bit longer. Um, and those games aren't making these huge worlds that take ages to actually make, but then they're cranking up the 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 graphical fidelity, especially something like The Last of Us, which has to be like a marquee title for an entire console. And then that elongates that development time. So like I'm not I'm like I'm not really that bothered by games taking four, five or six years to, to develop. Like that's fine. They take as long as they take. Um it, yeah, it's just it's just more of a of a case of like I mean we it's like you it's like the you know you, you've you've caused a problem <laughs> yeah, and realized you can't fix it. <laughs> yeah, well they can they just don't want to. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean we've seen they what happened. Like yeah. I'm hoping this this attitude from from you know a chief executive of an actual like console manufacturer. Can, it's going to signal a sort of a change in attitude towards like game development timelines, because like we've like how many how many times have we seen in the last five years how like the consequences of rushing the game out <laughs> when it clearly wasn't ready? Like I can say that sentence to you, and about six different games from the last few years just flash through your head where you're like, yeah, I remember those games. They really needed some extra time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. I just did run install Redfall off of my Xbox literally today, and I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> well, Redfall probably should have been cancelled altogether. <laughs> I mean, that's what <laughs> that's what some of the people working on it wanted, which is just depressing as fuck <laughs> to think about. Like, but it's uh, the same thing of like what we're going in a bit. I think it's a different direction of what I'm going to say, but it's like it's pretty broad. Jumped on the jump, jumped on the bandwagon of. Um, live service and everything like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a terrible also. bandwagon to jump on, and like, it's again. I, I'm referencing a lot of memes today, but it's the meme from Arrested Development where it's like, did did it work for them? And it's like, oh no, it was a horrible idea, terrible. But it could work for us. Like we just see like the publishers falling like dominoes, where it's just like, hey, we could make a live service game, like. And, and yeah, one of I'm them not, is one of the biggest console makers right now. I'm not preaching to, <laughs> to know like how game development works, right? I know bits and pieces that I've picked up from my friends and videos that I've watched by professionals. Yeah. But like the scope of what you have to do to make a live service game is one thing. That's just making a game, right? <laughs> and I know it's just making a game, like all video games are miracles. But like the part that comes after you requires you to still have a full development team <laughs> and a full development yeah. budget to continue to develop this game. That's the part that trips a lot of a lot of the stu- these studios up. It's one of the reasons why I'm extremely concerned that PlayStation are trying to release twelve of these games in the next two years because I don't think they've really thought through how much of I mean how much how much that's actually going to take from the development budget. <laughs> And how many people they need to make these games and then continue to make these games. And that was a tangent. Oh, but I think you're spot on there. Uh, for um, PlayStation are known for their storytelling games and everything. They are dubbed masters of it, basically. Yes, they've had some duds, no doubt about it. Everyone has a bloody dud. Everyone has a bad day at the office type of thing. Sure, yeah. But um, 
<clears throat> they're going down a, an alley. They're going down an alley. Not everyone wants to go down, and I would say the majority of the audience doesn't want to go down. Yeah, you run into a you run into a time problem, not a money problem. Like where it's like you've got all these different options to to play, and that's great. But live service games are designed for to be the game that someone keeps going back to. So you have that problem of 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 okay, well our player base is we're going to split our player base from like for starters there are people who are just not going to play these games right like live service games so that's a split right there so your player base instantly shrinks and then you're going to split that player base 12 different directions <laughs> and that's yeah. not even accounting for the people who will never drop destiny or apex legends or fortnite for one of your games and then it's like do you have the player base to be able to split in that many different directions and then what happens if you release like a lot of these games and then the one game that that, that could have been your big hit slips through the cracks because people are, are tired because they've just played six playstation studio live service games and none of them were particularly what they were looking for so then the seventh yeah. one comes out and people go i'm not doing this again yeah. <laughs> like no PlayStation's PlayStation's like approach to to jumping into the live service baffles me. Like we're gonna do twelve, and it's gonna happen in the next three years. That would be like if I said, Moody, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make tw these twelve different retrospectives in the next in the next twelve months. I'd hope you would stop me, like <laughs> because that would be mental. No, Amy, do one. <laughs> And then when you finish that one, do the next one. <laughs> like, I'm all for PlayStation branching out and making different types of games, but they're going about it in a way that I would go about it. And that's scary, because no one should go about things the way that I should go about them. Yeah, it's like the, whole, the whole development cycle is a bit of a farce at the end of the day because there's multiple multiple chefs in, in the kitchen trying to do multiple things here. You've got the higher-ups who are wanting to make get the right dollar for their book, what they're putting in and everything like that. The studio, obviously, the, the, the artists and everything are the ones who have the vision for the game and everything. They're the ones who obviously want to try and get the best out they can, can out of that book. And it's just that ever cycle of just going down and going down and going mm -hmm. down and going down and then you and also following fads the amount of times the bloody industry has followed a fad just to get the quick buck and everything like that and for some reason the thing is though for the most part we all know live games as a live service does not work the ones that have made it they're the staples and they're never going to get moved and you'll be lucky lucky if you can get your game in there this is like back so like when sony bought Bungie and bought Destiny and everything like that. It was just a smart idea. You got one of the biggest, biggest successful live get, get live service games out there, and it's not yeah, it's not exclusive on your platform because that would be extremely stupid if you took it off everything else. Um, I know, right? It would be like taking Call of Duty off of all all other platforms. That would be weird, really crazy. You wouldn't want to do that. I've lost my train. I know. I'm sorry. I, I I knew it was likely to happen. I just I had to jump in with. The, I couldn't stop myself. Like there was like there was this tug of war in my brain that was happening where I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it!" And then my mouth started moving and words started coming out of it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Completely forgot what I was saying. Pl PlayStation. They bought Destiny, and it was a smart move. For yeah. Them. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 
and and then and then I assume something about but you can't make twelve destinies. <laughs> yeah, it's not stupid to it's yeah. You've got one of the biggest ones out there. Stay in your lane because it's a fad and it's not going to work. Like you've seen bloody Squanix fail like crazy. Everyone's like crazy. Failed. Yeah, everyone's freaking failed. One of the biggest publishers. One of the biggest publishers out there in EA fucking failed flat on their face. Yes, there were under other underlining issues of why the anthem failed. Which there's obviously an article out, big article, many articles out there, videos. I'm sure you can bloody find to see why. But it's like it's a just chasing the fad is the stupidest thing ever. So when you're chasing the fad, the time time if so that basically if you, they change chase the fad, that means everything else they were already working on gets pushed, and that's why again knock on effect of why things are going four, five, six years, seven years, eight, nine, ten years in development because the article about uh, what you've just read that bloody forgets one thing, one other game that has been, that's came out between Fallout 4 and Starfield. And everyone knows this, what they were putting a lot of energy in before they decide to properly cost-correcting crap get onto Starfield. And that was Fallout 76. What was that? Oh, it's a live service game <laughs> in Ethernet. And yes, apparently it's getting there and people who were in it are in it. Just like the same goes for the Elder Scrolls one and if whatnot. But Jesus, it's just a... Uh, it's a big... I mean, like, yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, the, whenever, when you were reading, I was thinking, wait. Wait, Do you forget was... Fallout 76 in Even between then? As I was reading it, I was like, I think you've forgotten something. Mr. Yeah. Midler from <laughs> yeah, VGC. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, but no, I mean, I think Fallout 76's main dev is done by a different Bethesda studio. Um, I think. But, I mean, I, like, if I rem actually remember the reveal of that game, it was the year that Take Me Home, Connery Roads got imprinted in my brain forever. Um, and I remember Todd Howard talking about all of the development studios worked on this game in some way. Just works. Um, just works. Like, you know, you had, um, they, they were getting support from multiple of the studios across Zenimax, like, not just Bethesda Game Studios. So, like, yeah, so that does, pushed everything back what they were all doing. destroying it. And, like, yeah. you know, it's that knock on effect going that, for that stupid fad. Sorry, that, I'm putting it that in. publisher also went to try and do it again with Wolfenstein Youngblood. And now Wolfenstein doesn't isn't a thing anymore like wolf you had wolfenstein when it came back in 2014 i think it was and everybody was like fuck this is amazing wolfenstein 2 came out this is still amazing wow how have they done this and then they were like ah let's let's make a let's make a a, a multiplayer looter shooter wolfenstein <laughs> that was young blood yeah i thought that was their doors yeah it was it was like a co-op game with like looting and stuff i remember playing it, it was bad that was the third one. It wasn't very good. I mean, like people probably there's people probably people out there who enjoyed Youngblood, and that's fair. N most people who were sort of fans of Wolfenstein up until that point. They didn't point, want the daughters. They wanted the the final story of um, the main character, who was somehow still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and now there's no more Wolfenstein because you know we we. Crash the franchise no, I, I, into I, a wall. <laughs> I, I, I think we're gonna get another Wolfenstein. Yeah, but we could have had the Wolfenstein that people actually wanted to play. Is my point. Yeah, we're gonna get it now. Hopefully. We're not. We're, we're getting. We're getting Indiana sure. Jones. <laughs> oh shit! I yeah. That. Yeah, 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 people always yeah, forget. Yeah, yeah.
they're making Indiana Jones. I right forget. I, I forget all the studios. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's fine. It's fine. But it's just <laughs> like I mean, in, in between those two things, where you released a Wolfenstein game, you could have released a Wolfenstein game that was Wolfenstein three, and then done whatever the fuck you wanted. Um, it's not like it on like a, a not not a literal to be continued. But you know, it's not like the story was ripe for a third and final game. And this, I'm getting off topic. I'm salty. A little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just yeah, you're right. It is chasing trends, and and the thing about the games industry is it takes so long to make games that like you see the effects of ch- trend chasing multiple years after it's already people are already tired of it. You know, yeah, like we're yeah, starting yeah, yeah. to get to the point now where I'm seeing games at <clears throat> summer game at the summer games fest and all the summer game shows where I'm like. You were very heavily inspired by Hades, weren't you? <laughs> and I could tell. I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge having to pay so much for the internet if it worked, <laughs> like in any reasonable fashion. Um, no, yeah. The I we I was moving on. I was just making a crack about another game. Um, cool. The. The thing is, I think a part of the problem with lives, so I guess we've just gone and talked about PlayStation. I have to remember to add a second timestamp um, after Matt Booty's things. Um, and just like live service games in general, is like it doesn't help when they all try to make the same game. Like <laughs> we, when we saw the reveal for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and it's like you want to make a live service game with superheroes. You know what? There's a version of that game that's really fucking cool and it's not Avengers where it's like it 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 leverages like the unique abilities of the different superheroes in DC's roster. But what you instead did was you you focused it on characters and gave them all guns. <laughs> <laughs> and very similar move sets, and then it's like, cool. Well, this is why no one wants to play this because we've already played it. It's just got, it's just been reskinned. <laughs> Shoot the glowy weak spots with guns on tanks. It's like, all right, cool. And every now and again, the flash might show up. C- cool. Iron Woman, don't forget. Iron Wonder Woman was there. Yeah, that's why I think. The PlayStation what PlayStation conference was just flat as far for everybody. It was just like, where's the PlayStation we know? <laughs> like, why are there so many live service games here? Well, this is what everyone. This is what they've been talking about. This is phase two. Yeah, this is phase two of PlayStation. It's like I feel like we shouldn't be surprised. They told us this was gonna happen. <laughs> yep. Jim Ryan has told us many, many times. Hopefully, if. No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm no, gonna hopefully say that. it doesn't because it. I mean, I don't want it to. Like, you know, there's one of the studios that's making these games, and they were talking about, like, because they're a small studio that made like relatively small games before this, and I know that covers my back because that basically describes most of them. Um, and that's they were they were talking about not scaling up for the project. Like, they want to keep that small team mentality, which is awesome. It's not going to work for a live service game, though. <laughs> not for a live service. Nope, not indeed. Like, not as soon as you get that game out of the door, the first thing that's going to happen, if if you get the player base, which, you know, I hope you do, because every, I think everybody had, deserves to have their games played, the first thing that's going to happen, probably within a month, if not sooner, is what's next? Where's the next bit of content? What are we getting next? And how quickly are we going to get it? And if the answer isn't, you know, soon, (laughs) 
people are going to go and play something. So I'm going to go back to Destiny because the new season of Destiny is happening. And you get a con- you get yes. fairly regular content updates. This is what happened to Halo. Halo Infinite came out and it was fantastic and people loved it. And then the live service portion kicked in and all of a sudden we weren't getting content updates for six months. <laughs> you can't run a live service game in twenty twenty in the twenty twenties and have your and have the content drops be every six months. It's like you can't do it. Like you can't leave people with six months to get bored and wander off and do something else. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. See what happens in the future. Indeed. We will. And we'll be right here on the podcast to talk about it. Ow. I was pushing myself up in my chair and I slipped and punched my chair. Oh, it's starting to heat up. It's starting to heat up in here. That fan going on. Oh, it's hitting my neck perfectly. <laughs> it is audible, but only when you speak, so I don't care. Um, I, I, oh, so you I can't hear it when I speak, though. It's be- well, yeah, probably because it's pointing directly at your microphone. But I value your comfort over, and it's not very loud. And you know, you only hear it when you're talking. And you, I don't know if anyone's ever told you this, but you, you, you can be quite loud. That's a compliment. No, actually, I've been told a lot that I'm very quiet because you're drowning out the fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. Uh, Moody, you, you sound pretty quiet. Can you turn your microphone on for me? <laughs> when the last time the last time we did this, it, it ended in a discussion of <laughs> microphones and mouths, so I think we should move on <laughs> from this bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Let's move on. What the halftime show because it's indie game of the week gaming. Yeah, but it's not a normal indie game of the week because it's Steam Next Fest. Amy didn't have Amy didn't just play one demo this week. She played, well, she's going to talk about her thirteen favorite Steam Next Fest demos in twenty words or less. She played more than that, but she decided not to talk about the ones that she didn't like very much because that's mean. And she didn't you feel like get, being you mean. You can get under ten words. Twenty words. You can get it under ten words, could you not? I've got notes. These is what I did was I had all the notes that I was writing, as you do, because I, when I'm playing games, to t- specifically to talk about them, I write notes, and then I looked at the notes and I was like, "Oh, maybe hates it when I just ch- when I just talk about games." So like, I'll just read these notes, and then if he has any questions or like thoughts about any of the games, because I know you are looking forward to some of these games as well, he can just ask me them. <laughs> but I will not, because he hates games. That's what just, happens to all just, great. Oh, just, that's what happens to game developers, people. Just hates listening games by the end. He, of it. he just hates listening to me talk about games. It's fine. It's not a problem. It's not like this is a gaming podcast or anything. Yeah, Amy played thirteen. Well, Amy played a lot of demos. Amy's thirteen favorite Steam Next Fest demos in twenty words <clears> or less, in the order that I played them in, not in any other order. This is literally the order that I played these demos in. The first one. And my first demo was Goodbye Volcano High, which I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised to see had a demo. Um, and these are all in shorthand, so they're not in full sentences. So my impressions of this were relatable characters, awesome dialogue, strong themes, high chance to break my heart. Sounds like what the trailer said, so... <laughs> uh-huh. 
oh, they, they, do, they don't shy away from the meteor thing. And it's quite funny how comparable it is to modern times. <laughs> and in, in terms of the reaction to, hey, a meteor might be about to kill us all. <laughs> you see that thing? They're going to hit us. <laughs> it's probably weird, though. It's like dinosaurs with social media and TV and stuff. Um, the second demo I played uh, was Viewfinder. Uh, which is a puzzle game where you take pictures of things and then those pictures, you can put them down and become levels. Uh, parts of levels to solve puzzles. I realize I should probably explain what these games actually are for people that don't know them. Because um, I didn't do, I couldn't do that in 20 words or less. Um, but Viewfinder, my notes were, will be an instant classic, best puzzling I've played in years. Needs to be played to be believed. I couldn't explain this game if I tried with just words. You need to play it. And luckily, there's a demo available for you to do just that. This game is gonna. This game. This this game. <clears throat> if it holds up to like the the level of the demo, obviously, like for the rest of the game, like this is gonna be one of those games that's mentioned in the same sort of way as Portal, in terms of. What are the best puzzle games? It'll be Portal and Viewfinder. <laughs> we'll be in that conversation. Uh, the third, really? sorry, really, yes, and I can't explain how. Don't ask me to try. <laughs> like, so I was playing it. So the demo starts you off. You get some. You get the tutorial where it's like you don't take pictures. You pick pictures up, so the puzzles are a bit more straightforward. And then the final level of the demo is you actually have a camera. Like it fast forwards you into later in the game. You've got a camera and you need to solve a puzzle. And when I figured out what the solution actually was, and bearing in mind, there's actually about a bajillion solutions, <laughs> like potential ways to solve this puzzle. But when I actually solved it, I was cackling at how, at, at just how clever this game's going to be. <laughs> Interesting. That's good to hear. Um, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to play it. It comes out in July as well, so it's not very far away. Uh, the next game I played, number three, Station to Station. This is a chill, relaxing puzzle game where you build train stations and connect them with train lines between different places. Um, and this is my notes for that were incredibly cozy vibes, right level of challenge, gorgeous voxel art, Brought to life by solving puzzles. So, like, it starts out black and white, and then as you solve puzzles in different areas of the map, it goes boosh, and then color comes to it. So, like, to make bread, a place will need wheat, so you connect the wheat mill to the to the place that makes bread, and then that outputs bread, and then you take that to the other place, and it's, like, small self-contained puzzles in that regard. Yeah. Um, and that's the gameplay. And obviously, like, you got to do it within, like, not spending all your money and stuff. It's, it's pretty chilled, though. Very lovely to look at. And then after two puzzle games, I was like, I need to shoot some shit. And <laughs> not think about anything. And so the fourth demo I played was Beyond Sunset, which is a very colorful retro um, first-person what Retro-inspired first-person shooter. Um, and my notes were fun, fast-paced retro vibes, cool power curves with weapons, slick movement and shooting, and colorful pixel graphics. You just run around and shoot shit. That's it. It's great. It's proper old school. It's like, hey, you need to push the button in this room, go to the button, and the button is guarded by a bunch of guys, and you just run around and shoot them. 
Fair, fair play. After, fair play. after playing two puzzle games, it was all I could manage. <laughs> uh, my fifth demo was for Venba, which is the game about uh, Indian immigrants in Canada set in 80s, 90s. Um, and my notes were, it was a very short demo uh, with interesting cooking mechanics. No doubt we'll get more puzzle-like later. The characters were fun. I'm hungry. I actually wrote that down. You cook something. And then by the time I was finished, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't have the tools or the means to replicate what I just cooked in this game, <laughs> but I'm hungry. <laughs> so I made a sandwich. It's cool. The demo was like 10 minutes long, though. So I was like, it's not really much I can read into this, but it comes out in July. Going to Game Pass as well. well Spe- as the, the question of the day has all these games raised your excitement level? Uh, yes. Those every, demos have ev- every single one of these do. demos has either kept me consistent, like to the point where I was like, I'm X excited about game, and I play the demo, and I'm still X excited about the game. And obviously, I play the demo, therefore, I'm excited about it, right? <laughs> Um, or yeah, it's it kind of lowered your excitement. Oh, some of them did, and again, that's why I said that's why I'm only doing these thirteen. I cut some out where I was just like, actually, this is most of it was just a oh, this isn't for me. There were a couple of demos I played where I was like, I don't have this in me right now. <laughs> this is way too complicated for a demo, like, <laughs> um, because like you know, demos are only like, I think the longest demo I played was forty minutes long. It's like you can't teach me complicated game mechanics in forty minutes. <laughs> and make the game fun to play as well so there were demos where i jumped in i saw the first tutorial and went nope and <laughs> just exited it i was like oh, no <laughs> like i'll keep an eye on it when the game comes out but vember wasn't that um but yeah speaking of uh, game pass i played jusant my computer nearly had a fucking meltdown trying to play this game even on low graphics settings <laughs> This is uh, the the game that was shown at the Xbox Game Showcase. It was the climbing game by Don't Nod. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was a bit iffy trying to play it on my my aging PC, and it was, but we got there in the end. Um, And my notes for this were quite relaxing, almost meditative climbing controls. Uh, It was nice to actually control climbing. As opposed to it just being more automatic. And it has an interesting mystery hook as the demo ends. Um, but yeah, like it's manual climbing. So like you, you use the triggers a lot to like yeah. reach out and grab stuff. And then like when you swing across and jump across and stuff, it's like it's all controlled by you. Like, <laughs> And like I didn't realize that like after like so many Tomb Raiders and Uncharted's that, oh, actually, yeah, it's quite cool to actually control fully control like the platforming of that type of platforming um so it was like i was proper getting into it like just the climbing alone um which was really good oh that's good don't not like they we like them like they're, they're good mm-hmm, they brought mm-hmm. they've brought some really decent games don't not so oh definitely but like i think they've really nailed this climbing like I think they need to they'll need to expand upon it if they want to make a full game out of it. Like I think I played about twenty or thirty minutes, um, and obviously like it, it, it'll get repetitive after a certain amount of time. So I I don't think, I don't think the game's gonna be very long, but hopefully yeah. there's like a, just a couple of more sort of like 
things to add to it just to keep that that rhythm sort of going but hey the demo was awesome and like you said it it made me way more excited interested in the game (laughs) than i had been from just seeing the trailer from the showcase because i don't i don't think i mentioned it last week as one of my games um my seventh game out of 13 was sticky business this is from the wholesome direct you run a sticker shop and you make stickers and you fill orders and you pack them and you send them off that's it it's the game it's very pixel it's pixel art game it's so cool um i wrote down i added a couple extra words because i wrote down i think this was my biggest surprise of of cm next fest um as to how much i enjoyed it my notes were it was really fun chill vibes incredibly easy to get addicted to the loop effortlessly make cool stickers <laughs> and the customer stories were kind of cool the, i got into such a a cycle because like you can only do so much in a day so you get like actions and like you got to print stickers yeah. make stickers put them in the box send them away in the mail and i got into this like like you know when you play a game and you just don't realize that time is passing <laughs> And, like, once I learned all of the stuff that I could do, I was just going through this loop of, like, make a sticker, sell the sticker, pack the sticker, mail the sticker, print the sticker, make another sticker. And then, like, the game just went, demo's over. And I'd, I'd been playing it for, like, 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, fuck! Like, because I just wanted to keep going. <laughs> and it was like... That's the sign of a potentially good game, so... Yeah, man. I made some cool stickers. And, I wanted, and, like, it was just simple. And I feel like it's a good game to unwind, too. Uh, the next number eight was Gordlets, which is a game I did mention last week, which is the you know, the cute pixel art city builder, but like there's no objectives or anything like that, and there's no resources. Literally, some cute little things turn up. It just build whatever the fuck you want for them. <laughs> uh, and what I wrote for my notes there is love the zero pressure vibes. Build whatever you want. Unleash creativity. Cute, great pixel art was exactly what I expected it to be. Very good. Just do whatever the fuck you want. I love a game where you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, my ninth game was Sea of Stars, which is the the retro-inspired turn-based role-playing game by the developers of The Messenger. And there's a word. See if you can catch. See if you can catch a repeating word here, and see if you can figure out what I'm trying to tell you. Incredible dungeon design, incredible combat mechanics, incredible pixel art, incredible music, incredible character writing. So it's shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this put my hype level through the fucking roof for a game I was already excited for. Like, every like moment of this, I was like, this is so fucking cool. And like, Oh, you're doing this in the combat? That's awesome. Oh, these dungeon puzzles are really cool. These characters are kind of fun and we interact with. Like, this town is really cool. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like it's like you're wandering through the Louvre with a camera and you're just constantly like in awe of all of the art. Like, and you don't know where to look because everything is cool. Like, that was Sea of Stars. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, it's coming from Game Pass in August as well. And number 10, Bubblegum Galaxy. This is uh, Dorf Romantic, like I'm calling it. It's a game that's a lot like Dorf Romantic was last year by the developers of a cozy adventure game called Teacup, which I played either last year or the year before. That was really cool, and you should check it out. 
um, if you like wholesome, cozy, fun, heartfelt adventures. Uh, this has lovely pixel art, an amusing sense of humor. It's very easy to lose time to, and it's very chilled out while you're placing your little tiles around. Fabulous. And my 11th game was Beastie Ball, which was the last limited edition to my list of games because I didn't realize there was a demo on Steam until the last day I was playing demos. This is a game. This is the Pokemon but volleyball game that I backed on Kickstarter. Um, and my notes were Pokemon, but instead of blood sports, it's volleyball. I am so into this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember this. It's simple yet engaging mechanics and cute beasties. So like, you go out, you collect some some beasties, you give them jerseys. You don't put them in a ball. It's like you get jerseys to give them, and they become part of your team, and they have special abilities, and then you play a couple of games of volleyball against others, and it's like, it's teaching you how to play, and I was like, oh, this is really fun. <laughs> I'm super into this. And then it goes, okay, now go and defeat the eight fucking gym leaders. <laughs> and I was like, this is just fucking Pokemon. <laughs> but with slightly more tactical combat. <laughs> But I really enjoyed it. It was good. Which is good because, you know, I've kept back to it on Kickstarter. I hope I enjoy it. My second to last game was Lunar Abyss, which also almost cooked my computer, but we made it. Um, it Lunar Abyss is a dark first-person shooter set in some weird sci-fi world. Uh, it's got an interesting lock-on mechanic. That lets you focus on dodging as much as shooting, which makes the combat really satisfying. But the weapon wheel was so small. <laughs> it was like, hey, you could switch weapons with the weapon wheel if you push this button. And then I was like, is it open? I can't tell. Um, but it's like, imagine a first-person shooter and it's a bullet hell. So like lots of bullets coming at you in first person, a bit like Returnal. But like, if you hold the left trigger down, you can... Mm -hmm it locks on two enemies for you. So you can focus more on dodging than necessarily shooting. Yeah. And it works really well. Like it's so it's, it's really good. It's nice because my problem usually in games like this is I can't focus on both hitting the target and dodging the bullets. <laughs> and this game allowed me to dodge the bullets, focus on not getting killed, idiot. <laughs> Genius. I never would have awesome. thought of it. That's awesome. And I left... I left probably the one I was most excited to play going into Next Fest till last, because I thought that was a good idea. And that was Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. And the first word I wrote of my, of, in my notes just says, amazing. I had a really great time. Uh, the dialogue options become song verses. It's got an awesome cast of characters with a potentially excellent story. And Laura Bailey can sing. <laughs> this was a fucking great demo. Like, you get an introduction to the story and what's going on, which is more or less what we've seen in the trailers. Yeah. Um, and then there's it just gives you two scenes like that happen at later points in the story. And it's just songs. It's just parts of the musical where people are singing. And, like, you pick, dia you pick dialogue options like they're on a dialogue wheel, except it's verses of the song. It's like, what part of the song are you going to sing next? And it's like the... Yeah. The middle one, the middle song was choosing between two different characters. 
um yeah. like in a decision or choosing not to choose either of them and stuff and like so you're making these decisions as you're singing the song and that's making the song because so there's like there's potentially like 30 different versions of this song one song <laughs> and you're putting it together as and i was just like this game's gonna fucking slap so hard <laughs> when it comes out the day after moody's birthday <laughs> like it's so good and troy baker's in it and he could fucking sing as well and like it's got a good sense of humor about the fact that thing that everything gets sung <laughs> ellie in this as well i don't know i don't know I, there's a it's got a lot of talent like that recognizable talent i believe she is i don't remember hearing her voice but the only two voices i recognize were troy and laura yeah laura because she's the main character like she's the character you play as but so. if you didn't recognize her and she was the main character she can fucking sing man jesus fantastic <laughs> and the music's really good as well that's great um, and that was it that those were my next fest demos they weren't fabulous in any way well amy you're gonna rank them because i'm gonna give you i want your top three fuck <laughs> top three in that's order it. in order no okay 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 let me just I'm, I'm i've got the full list i'm looking in front of me i'm gonna say <laughs> sea of stars sea of stars is is one of the top three because again like i said it just made me go from like here which was i'm really excited for this game to boosh fuck yeah. i not only did it make me go fuck i can't play this now it made me look at all the games that i had installed going is anything even remotely similar to sea of stars <laughs> that i can play right now and then it went and then i went yeah octopath traveler 2 you've already played it and i went fuck <laughs> damn it so that one will go on there. Um, the second one, Viewfinder. Because I mean, the things that this demo does with the concept that it has was just like, I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is so cool. Like, you thought to do this. Um, I'm going to have so much fun seeing all of the things that the developers put into the game. So those are two. And the third one... I'm torn between two. Let me pick one. How dare you? It's not fair. I hate well, this. Life ain't fair. Stray Gods. For all of the reasons I just mentioned. And a very, very close honorable mention is Sticky Business. Very fair. Very good, very good. I'm glad you had some fantastic time with these all these demos and everything. That's really great to hear. Yeah, no, it's good. I love Next Fest. It's such a good time. Like, mm-hmm. you just sit down. And, I just sit down and play a bunch of cool games, and and then have to wait for them. <laughs> no, but you get the bite though. Got, oh, you, you get the bite. Itch. Yeah, the itch. I've got so many itches out of this, out of Next Fest. <laughs> like, I'm so itchy right now because of because of Next Fest. <laughs> But yeah, That's like, and, and also, like, I always try to make sure that, like, because obviously, Goodbye Volcano High, Viewfinder, Stray Gods, you know, I know these games, right? Like, I'm already super yeah. excited for these games. What I always try to make sure I do is, like, I download games that I don't know about or 
games that I know the title of. Like I know this I know this game exists, you know? Like yeah. like Sticky Business. I knew what it was because we'd just seen it at the Wholesome Direct a couple of weeks ago. But I didn't know what the game was. So I always want to try and make sure I'm downloading games like that as well. So that I can give them a try because then I get surprised by being like, Oh shit, this is really cool and then that gets added to to my spreadsheet of like make sure you remember about this game when it comes out. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's fun to just get excited about, it's fun to get excited about video games. Really? You could have seen that coming. <laughs> well, it's truly half time now, ladies and gentlemen. So is. we're going to go off and have our breaks. So we'll be back soon. There was one thing I didn't mention that I want to, I just remembered as I was going down to get, water um the tribeca game spotlight game winner was announced um mm-hmm. and it was goodbye volcano high oh that's awesome yeah um i just i remember seeing it a few days ago and i was like i'll, I'll mention it and then i kept forgetting to mention it <laughs> Congratulations to Vol- by Volcano High. Like I'm incredibly excited to play that game. I think it's going to be so good. And going off what you've told or said today already today, just makes me more excited for it. Like I know what I'm, I feel like I know what I'm going to get with it, but I'm okay with that at the same time. Yeah, sometimes expectations are good, right? Like sometimes you can be like, I expect a game to be this, and then you play it, and it's that, and you're like, awesome. My expectations were met. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i think we we as like a community of of gamers um not the capital g ones um sometimes i think we forget that like beating expectations can be good if your expectations were high <laughs> it's not a disappointment because it didn't make you go super hype and smash your desk up with an axe why an axe is like mostly gone yeah i feel like yeah i feel like that might be true like like, I mean, you know, like, I've never really been the jump up and shout and scream person. But it is... Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> that, yeah. It was because I never thought that was ever going to happen. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, like, yeah, it is just a case of, like, I don't know, maybe we've mellowed. <laughs> you know, as time has passed, we've just mellowed out and been like, cool, yeah. Like, yeah. the last time I really, like, got really excited about something was Resident Evil 2 when it got announced. I think part oh, yeah. of it is knowledge as well, because we know so much. I mean, remember when Fable got announced and it was like, we knew about that for years before it happened, right? <laughs> like, the game industry can't surprise us as much as it used to. <laughs> um, when we were kids and we didn't know what the fuck any of this was. <laughs> sometimes sometimes we should just disable the internet sometimes, so we just don't know anything. Yeah, let's just... If we just delete everything and we just do a podcast and, and every week the only news source, the only news we get from, from stuff is just what I drop in a document. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I didn't know any of this was a thing. <laughs> the problem is that that opens the door to bad surprises as well. <laughs> That's true. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it's it's not my time to, to shine, Mooney. It's your time to shine. Shine on you crazy diamond let's continue on video games june uh, nintendo's direct nintendo direct that actually you know what i take it back that was a surprise <laughs> i don't think i was expecting that like 
It was like, because um, I think I said like, ah, they might do a direct in July, maybe. And then it was like, yeah. they did their usual thing of, we're doing a direct, it's tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That's a surprise. What are they going to talk about? They can't have much to talk about. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't, as it turns out. Um, did you watch the direct? Partially uh, when I at work. Right, cool. They had it in the background while I was bugging. Yeah, because it was like a 3 p.m. direct, so I was I was wondering like if you got a chance to watch it or if then like went back and stuff. But um, yeah, but yeah no, I think my my overall thoughts on the direct were I mean it was fine, like but my overall thoughts were this is the biggest indication <laughs> I've seen that there's going to be a new Nintendo console either the end of next year or the beginning of the year after. <laughs> For me, it's the beginning of next year. Right. The beginning of next year. Yeah, I think it's going to be the beginning of next year. So a T minus. I just want to say, I know I'm in the industry. I've heard fuck all, so don't even come yeah. at me. Like <laughs> Moody, Moody would not like the, the, how careful Moody is with the secrets that he knows. I know for a fact he wouldn't say that if he knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like even if he'd heard a rumor from someone, I know you wouldn't yeah. then say it on this podcast. So, yeah. so you think with T minus for like say nine months from a from a new Nintendo console. I think it'll be out by the end of their financial year, which will be April. That's interesting. That'd be so cool if it happened. My bank, I can hear something. It's my bank balance. It's going, no, Shaking why? it, shaking it, it's no, boots. <laughs> you were gonna, what? you were gonna buy a graphics card. <laughs> but <Yeah>. Switch 2. <laughs> but it's a Switch 2. I can't not own a Nintendo console. I've become that person within two console generations. Wii U Switch. It's like I've got to have a Nintendo console now. Yeah, yeah, um, true. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. It was an overall. It was it was a fine direct. Like they, there's some cool things. Like I, I thought the Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume One thing was really cool to see that. Yeah. Star Ocean thing was really cool to see that. And everything. Mm. But like. It, that was one of the ones that really popped off to me. I was like, it's it's the Star Ocean second story. Um, yeah. Are. Like it's yeah. it's two D HD but in three D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> biggest one of the biggest supplies apart from the final one I'll talk about. Yeah. Well, I was just like, does anyone care about this anymore? Which was, was the Batman Arkham trilogy. I was like, oh shit! How bad are you gonna run on this fucker? <laughs> there was That's a note. I... There was a note on the on the trailer that said like gameplay not final. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll bet it's not. Like, I can see Arkham yeah. Asylum running pretty decently on Switch. Yeah. Um, but City and City, Night? Uh, maybe it is. City is a pretty, like, old game now. But Night. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's going to be gonna interesting. Melt the fucker. But I'm not going to play that in handheld mode because I still want to be able to use all of my fingies. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm not going to play it anyway. Like, I've played. Mm. I've pl- you know what? I played Batman and I liked them. And, but. They're a part of my past now. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think yeah, I, yeah. I never feel the urge to play Batman uh, Arkham That's games fair. again. That's fair. Was interesting like, thing though. I thought looked really canny, and if I remember, it was the, the biggest reveal, which is Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, unannounced 2D Mario platformer. After the direct was over, I went to Fantasy Critic, and I was like, I better put a bit in for that. And then it was like, Fitz has been sitting on it all year. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Damn it! Two D, yeah, two D <laughs> Mario unannounced already claimed. 
and 3D. I like that he hedged his bets. He was like, there's, he, I'm sure there's a Mario game. I don't know what kind, so I'm getting it both. <laughs> we'll yeah, see yeah, where yeah. the chips fall. Yeah, on the safe side, yeah. Yeah, I like Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Like, I love the reveal, I don't lo- and I'm going to play it because it does look really canny, but... But like I love the fact that like you know Mario tends Mario games tend to have a theme right it's like Mario at the beach and like Mario exploring the galaxy and this one is Mario accidentally took some LSD Mario <laughs> took drugs <laughs> now the flowers are talking to him and he's an <laughs> elephant sometimes would you be shocked to know that elephant Mario has taken over Twitter? <laughs> what just like just Pikmin, a picture just the yeah, picture uh, pic- of Take eating a car, bloody Mario <laughs> turning into a T-Rex. I mean, that was Nintendo's fault. They called that mouthful mod. What did they think Twitter was going to do with it? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, no, yeah. yeah, the elephant Mario is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it looks interesting, like. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the look of it. I won't lie. I don't know if I'll play it. Like, it's just like I'm expecting like a ton of things, ton of shit out that around that time and everything. So it's sure, like, sure. We'll see how it's going to be. Like, I want to play it. I'll put that out there. Like, I want to. Yeah, the yeah, intention, yeah. the will is there to play it. But we'll see. We'll see. Again, we'll see where the chips fall in terms of games. You know, like, there's a game, I, like, again, I alluded to at the beginning, and I'm not going to say what it is, but I was playing it this morning, and I'm like, ooh, I don't think this is going to take up as much of my time as I thought it would. Um, And, yeah, I think the biggest thing, because the thing that they mentioned, apart from Mario Brothers, the thing they mentioned before they did was was Pikmin 4, because I guess that's kind of, aside from, obviously, the Mario game, this kind of, like, their other big release for the year. Which Fitz has been sitting on for all year. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Again, uh, yeah. I think we had a release date for that pretty, pretty early out of the gates, but... Oh, I think they confirmed it was going to be this year, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, for me, I mean, I've never played Pikmin. Like, the games came too early for me in my Nintendo journey um, to really get into. And, like, I don't know, just, it looks cool, for and people were excited about it, but for me, I was just like, it's not, this doesn't look like it's going to be an Amy-ass-Amy game, you know? Yeah, true. true, And and in in a year full of Amy-ass-Amy games. (laughs) Yeah, true, 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 true. Games like that are going to fall through the cracks quite fast. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I'll state this right now for the people who are listening. It was Pokemon shit. I didn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. There was, state it this right now. Pokemon, didn't it? Yeah. With a Scarlet and Violet DLC. I didn't give a fuck. I haven't touched Scarlet and Violet whatsoever. And I don't even know if I will be. Like, this is a big Amy deal. When here, I was like very contemplating. Like, like we were talking. Yeah. I mean, my, my missus wants to play Diablo. I need another controller. And I thought... Well, I could just trade those in and just get extort credit and just get a new, cre- new new controller type of thing. This yeah. is a big deal because I've now been in your room and I have seen yeah. all of your your entire physical game collection and it's Horizon Forbidden West, <laughs> Mario <Pokemon>. Kart, <laughs> and then like 10 fucking Pokemon games. <laughs> yeah, 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 it really is, it really is. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like, like, that's, that's, I like, I wondered, I was, I didn't want to like, I bring it up because I know Violet and Scarlet was a, a touchy subject um given what happened when that game came out but yeah it's um i don't know it didn't do anything with me because i don't i haven't played a pokemon game apart from beastie ball you really do keep forgetting about pokemon sword don't you i know that pissed game pissed you off by because you you fully evolved your guy and he was like wait why do i want a, a bond <laughs> i think i think i made a mistake <laughs> trying to play sword as my first one i think i should have played arceus because i feel like 
like you know this is you know what a pokemon and again again i'm speaking from like i've played a bit of pokemon sword do you know a pokemon mechanic i really really disliked <laughs> it's like when you catch to catch pokemon you have to fight them but you have to do some damage to them. You can't do all the damage to them. You have to get their health down so you have the best chance of catching the Pokemon. That always annoyed me because they always kept knocking Pokemon out by accident. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not catching this fucking Pokemon. Whereas like when They're I watched not, you play yeah. Arceus, you just chuck balls at them. And I was like, that's what I assumed you did in these games. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, you can do that. It's just the percentage of a kick getting out is yeah. high. That's all. And then it kicks that's the all. shit out of my Pokemon. <laughs> While I'm while I'm trying to constantly throw balls at it, so then I gotta try and like, I gotta try and like do the fucking maths of like, okay, how much damage can I do? What attack can I use that'll make the health bar go red, but not all the way down? And then I just got sick of it. <laughs> yeah, that is a silly thing because if you go off like how the anime is, like, they knock the Pokemon out. I was gonna say like, they surely... just throw the ball. It's like it's there. It ain't, it ain't Sh- dead. You just knocked it yeah. out. Just throw the ball at it. If, then it's an easy catch. No. If I fucking if I fucking judo throw this Snorlax, right, over my shoulder and knock it out, surely it's gonna be easier to just shove it in the ball. <laughs> Not harder. You would, think, you would really think, there's no doubt about that. Like, yeah. So that's my that's my Pokemon gripe. But when I watched no. you play Arceus and you were just running around, sneaking around in the bushes, yeah. chucking Pokeballs, I was like that looks like fun. <laughs> Arceus was so much fun. Buggy, which was really annoying because it really could have been something special, but they have something there that I hope they do expand on um, for the future and everything. So yeah, I mean that that was really good. That was really special that game. Like when I get to Pokemon in my sort of like Amy's playing through like games that she's not played before. Like it, I'll either find a way to do one of the first ones. Yellow, I think, was was the one I was looking at. Or yeah. I'll just do Arceus because that looks like it looked like the game. I hung out with you for tenish hours while you were playing it, and it looked like the game that I would have had fun with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a shame you didn't get to it last year, but there was a lot of good games last year, so there was. I could, and... I could appreciate it, but the kid came out when it was quiet, though. At the same time, which was funny at the same time. I'm sure I was doing something. I'm sure something. I have to look it up, but I'm sure there was a game that came out. Because I had it. I, I know think I had was. it because I, I put it in was. my Switch. <laughs> I think there was. I just... It was one. Of, it was like one of the big releases at the beginning of the year. Probably uh, an RPG. Yeah. yeah. I tend, you tend, we're tending to find... We're tending to find that we get RPGs at the beginning of years now. Like big, long yeah. RPGs. Um, I'm gonna All right. I'm going <clears> to look <throat> it up. Um, yeah, mo- most of the other things of, of the Direct were things we already knew about. Like, it was cool to get yeah, more of a look at Sonic Superstars. Yeah, true, true, true. true, um, true. It's cool that Mario and Rabbids is getting a DLC, especially, like, when you when you heard that the sales weren't too great on that and everything, so it's good to see yeah. that's getting back still. My friend Tori... Even really though that would have probably it. been already in the contract when Ubisoft signed it and everything. Yeah, my friend Tori really liked um, the Mario and Rabbids... Two? Sequel. On the yeah. first one. No, well, yeah, both, but... But yeah, um, that game from the makers of Sonic Mania. Um, sorry, I'm looking. I'm just looking at something else. Um, Penny's Big Breakaway. I was like, that was interesting because Sonic Mania was really good. So I've heard. Um, no, I don't know. And you know what? I don't think there was anything massive out around the time of Pokemon last year. 
apart from you, you probably maybe you were <laughs> catching up on games that came out the year before. So because we didn't do our game of the year until like the end of the month, did we? We didn't. Uh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh came out, but that was a you thing, not a me thing. Um, that was about it. All right, let's move on to the next story. Um, I have one more question based on the Nintendo director. Go on. The Splatoon 3 Splatfest theme. Vanilla, strawberry, or main chip? What team are you on? Chocolate chip. We're on the same team. I'm surprised by that. I would have had all three. I mean, sure, yeah. I'm Obviously, mint, they're all mint, good. I'm, yeah. I'm, a mint, I'm a mint guy. Yeah, I would have picked mint, too. Nice. I had to ask. <laughs> noise, 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 noise. Let's let's go in order. Speak. To, let's talk about the idiot. Let's go in order. We're not going to go in order, but uh, I know, I know, I know. Let's, let's continue. Continue. Let's Jeff, continue. Get the idiot out the way. Jeff Keeley says woman was due to appear on Summer Game Fest stage. <laughs> I love this headline. So, like, loads of different ways that this article was written with the headline, and this was my favorite one because it makes it sound as the most ridiculous. Uh, this That's is more sarcastic and yeah. the most sarcastic. Oh, yeah. oh, a whole one woman was supposed to appear. Uh, this is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes, Summer Game Fest host Jeff Keighley has commented on the lack of women on stage during this year's show and said one woman had been due to appear. Discussing the show with CBC, Keeley acknowledged the all-male lineup on stage had been a, quote, fair flag, end quote, for criticism, even if this had not originally been the intent. This is us actress Melanie Bird, who stars in Alan Wake 2 as his new co-protagonist, had been due to appear at one point, Keeley said. However, the actress ultimately could not attend due to a schedule conflict. Keeley said, quote, we also want to be authentic to the games that are being presented on the show and the developers that are making them. So yeah, I think we're conscious of it, end quote. It's funny because that last quote, and we'll talk about it in a minute, that last quote really opens up a second issue there with uh, with Summer Game Fest. Um, but let's talk about the first issue. Moody, a woman was supposed to appear, but didn't. <laughs> a rare sighting. <laughs> And then she it's, suddenly vanished. They, they must have been at all the other conferences. <laughs> Considering we saw women everywhere in summer the summer of gaming, apart from a Jeff Keighley's shindig. This is the time, Jeff. Shut the fuck up and just keep quiet. I, just, I, just, just, just don't say anything. I wouldn't have said anything. It's like, it's no point at the end of the day because either way, he comes out looking even stupider. Yeah, and he's already stupid. So if he says, oh... How bad? The only thing I think he could have just said is say, fair my enough. bad, fair enough, that is a fair criticism, my bad, I will prove to be better next time. And I like will that. fix this at Gamescom or whatever. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Just come out and say that next time. No, you have to go on a fucking thing saying, well, we would have had one well, woman, one woman. woman out our, of the... Our token woman cancelled on us and, you know, we didn't have any others on the schedule for some reason. Yeah. Um yeah. It's it's a lot of bollocks as always when it comes to Jeff Bloody Keeley. Um, if you can't have a diverse roster on on coming on your stage, don't have anyone on your stage. Movie stream. Don't do it. This this is a good segue into the thing at the end of this story. Because obviously the fact that there was only one woman scheduled and they cancelled and then they couldn't get another one was ridiculous. And we all had a good laugh at Jeff Keeley's expense as we always do. And then- 
IGN's expense as well. And IGN's Let's expense. not forget about my, those fucking idiots. My, my favorite, yes, and IGN's expense. That was a good, that we had a good laugh at them as well. Uh, my favorite Twitter quote um, of all the dunks was, uh, was the, was, someone retweeting this headline jeff Keeley says a woman was due to appear on the summer games fest stage and someone quote tweeted and said yeah but you wouldn't know she goes to a different school you know i was like that was my favorite one but um jeff <laughs> but jeff saying we also want to be authentic to the games that are being presented on the show and the developers that are making them actually exposes a second problem that i don't think any of us really noticed until jeff Keeley opened his mouth and said and said this, which is, so you're saying if you were being you were being authentic to the games that were being shown, so most of these games are being made by mostly male teams. <laughs> his this his is words. The thing. No, 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 no. What you're saying is absolutely spot on. But this just goes to the thing that I've spoke about on many occasions. So like my experience when I was at college, great, ex- mm-hmm, great mm-hmm, experience mm-hmm. at college and everything like that. I only had two girls in my class. Yeah, girls. no, I Rest remember. Was, yeah. was male, all males and everything like that. And everything like that and whatnot. And it just comes down to a whole thing of lack of opportunities, a lack of uh, women wanting to do these jobs and everything like that. I can really appreciate that if they don't, if you have, you have to really be passionate, I think, most of the time when it comes to this being in video games because they, it is tiresome and it can be very busy and long and everything. But we need to start giving more opportunities and bringing out just going for it and everything like that. There sadly is we've seen we've read about it on many articles throughout this podcast. There is a very lack of not only just of representation in diversity of different ethnic groups, but also in of women and everything like that. You know, and it's just it's crap to see and everything. So really, again, Jeff Jeff just puts his foot in the his foot in his mouth. Where he says the thing, which is true, is a very lack of diversity in the video game industry. You could be doing something about that. Yeah, Jeff. I was going to say, I, I agree with everything you just said wholeheartedly, 100%. However, that wasn't an issue for the other showcases that we saw yeah. that week. You know, like even some of the demos that I just talked about that I played, like were made by, you know, not men. And. Like Jeff could have easily, not well, you know, is eating it relatively easily. Could have put in a couple of games. Like he could have put Vember on his stage. You know, it's like you know, it's a game people know, game people know, and are excited for, and would have liked to have seen a release date. And they did it somewhere else, and that's fine. But like, that's just an example. It's like there are plenty of games out there that Jeff could have gotten put on his stage chose not to and then chose to use that as a defense as to why the one woman he was scheduled to turn up at summer game fest didn't didn't turn up and that meant that there were no women and it just he dug a hole and then he dug an even bigger hole <laughs> and i just it, it just yeah fucking oh we need to be representative for the games that we were showing off then show more diverse games <laughs> sorry that's the solution fucking xbox managed it <laughs> <laughs> And you know, and and they're like the big AAA publisher doing their showcase, and they somehow managed to to pull it off. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. The fucking show like, that followed you, Jeff, managed to pull it off better than you did. <laughs> this is the thing about it, like Jeff Keighley, like I've stated on many occasions, I don't know the man. I don't know the man whatsoever. I'm only going off what I see when I watch the shows, and it's all about Jeff. 
It's not about the games. It's all about Jeff and his friends. He's now meeting and everything like that. I've brought Nicholas Cage on on stage. I'm so happy. I've got Nicholas Cage. Hello, 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 hello. Did you read? Did you see any lines in the game? And everything. No, it's Summer Games Fests, Gamescom, Game Awards. Is the Jeff Keighley shows. Yes, all this, of them are. This is one of the reasons why I hate calling Key Three. You know, like the, it was funny when he did it the first time and everyone said key three <laughs> do you get it but it's like it really is just his ego <laughs> like and we're but just feeding is, into though, it <laughs> but the thing is i think we're feeding that ego though the mm-hmm. industry is feeding it because no one else has really come up and given e3 we decided we fucked it <laughs> we fucked it guys See you hopefully, maybe not fully 100% sure in 2024. Maybe. All right. Not 100% they said we're back sure. next year. Yeah. Fucking better <laughs> and be. If, yeah, <laughs> and it's like... So when... Like, oh, I'll stand by to this day. In 2020, he did an incredible thing. He did an incredible thing and worked his half off, especially during the pandemic, to be able to pull off multiple types of different shows and give many people who were... Struggling to be able to develop their games because it was hard as hell to uh, work from home and everything like that. And to be able to release their games and everything in 2020. He did an incredible thing. But since then, it's just been downhill, downhill and downhill of an ego fest of Jeff Keighley. And it's just something that really irks the crap out of me because we should be talking about the games. Like when I said when, when we talked about our ratings and everything like that, for me, it was low because... I was talking more about him than the sh- than the games. The thing I want to see, you know, <laughs> that's the thing about it. Get the take your ego out of it and get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, like, and like it still does do good. Like there is still good stuff that happens here, right? It's like you know you've got the player days where people get to go and play the games and come back and yeah. do their previews. And Games Fest itself is is a good thing, like in yes. theory. And and like I think the I think the only reason that we still get like a summer of gaming showcase is because Jeff Keighley does Summer Game Fest, and then I think yeah. everything else that follows is because he does that show. So like you know if that's the price I have to pay is this fucking. <laughs> is key three to get the rest of it then so be it but yeah it's not necessarily what he's doing that annoys me it's his approach and then and then whenever he's criticized for whatever reason his response his response to the criticism manages to piss me off as well like we've seen this happen many times before (laughs) like with jeff Keighley, like he'll be criticized for, for doing something or not doing something and then he'll just response usually usually like shows a second thing <laughs> like it has here which is just like well actually what about this jeff <laughs> it's like the whole thing of like what he did at the game awards what two years ago it was it's again we're here to support people we want to celebrate games like that. and yeah. the people in the industry so we're not going to talk about the abuse stories and it's just like you realize the people in the industry are the people being abused jeffrey <laughs> yeah. But then continues even more at the awards themselves. We're doing blah 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 blah, saying all yeah. saying all the right things. And he's Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it was <laughs> he's like, Call of Duty. It, oh, it, wait, what? it was it was the Star <laughs> Wars game from David Cage's studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and it was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck did you do, Jeff? <laughs> like it was because it was a it was a really cool thing that he did. And like, yeah, sure, he, he only did it because everybody showered at him. 
Um, but whatever, I'll take I'll take action in that regard over inaction. But then it was just like, hey, this thing and abuse is cool, and and he is a support line now. He let's see what our abusers are working on, and it's just like, even if you had to show that game at the game awards, could you have moved it? <laughs> Did it have to be the very next thing? <laughs> you know, and then yeah, you're right. Um, Activision Blizzard was was a thing later. Literally, like what the game after? I think it was it was very close. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, very yeah. close. And it was just like, oh, and like what you gotta remember about about the game awards? It's a very special time where I'm up at fucking two, three o'clock in the morning watching this shit, so I'm cranky. <laughs> I'm crankier than I normally would be, Jeff. <laughs> Benefit of the doubt isn't it doesn't exist at that time of the day. <laughs> um. Let's go to something funny. Hundreds <laughs> of PlayStation fans crowd in, cr- cried in havoc to sign a petition to make Starfield PlayStation and PlayStation 5 exclusive. I was like, well, there's only one funny thing here. <laughs> this is from Rhiannon Beaven over at The Gamer. He writes, We've known for a while that Starfield will be an Xbox console exclusive at skipping PlayStation. It will also launch on PC. But for anyone who sticks to playing on consoles, there's only one choice of platform. This is pretty unsurprising. Xbox owns Bethesda, after all. So why wouldn't it nab this as an exclusive to compete with Sony's impressive first-party lineup? Some PlayStation enthusiasts, however, are struggling to come to terms with the news. In fact, a whole bunch of them have mobilized to sign a petition trying to compel Bethesda to launch Starfield exclusively on PlayStation. With just a few months to go until Starfield's launch, some console warriors are under the impression that it's not too late for the studio to make a sweeping change as the petition is approaching 1,000 signatures. The best part of this is that the petition was almost definitely set up by a troll, likely an Xbox fan making fun of PlayStation enthusiasts. Either that or someone dunking on the entire console wars concept, as we all should, to be honest. Of course, that hasn't stopped it from reaching almost a thousand signatures, so let's point and laugh at some of the lines in the petition that all these people are signing. <laughs> Quote, For over a decade, Bethesda games have been released on PlayStation. They perform better on PlayStation, citation needed, run better and sell better. Xbox and, sp- Xbox and especially Phil Spencer have no business taking them away. Don't know if this is a separate line or if it's the same one, but I'm just going to keep reading. Xbox and its 12 dedicated players do not deserve Starfield or any exclusivity. Not only are they arrogant and annoying, but since the showcase, they have been irritating. End quote. I assume that's a reference to the show, the game showcase a couple weeks ago. It then goes on to suggest that if the petition is unsuccessful, then PlayStation fans should protest outside of stores on launch day. It even puts forward a plan to contact political representatives. <laughs> Although I'm not sure for what end. I mean, if it was set up, if the petition initially was set up by a, uh, and someone just having a laugh, fair play, you did a great job. <laughs> if it's for that, that's fantastic. Fair play to that person. I want to shake your hand. To all the people who have signed this, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> what the that's fuck? That's it. That's all. <laughs> and I'm sure some people are signing it in jest as well. But like you gotta oh, yeah. imagine, some people are uh, legit. Oh, of course, there's some idiots who are legit who are whining over this and everything like that. Funny thing, though, that we all know, PlayStation actually tried to get this as an exclusive <sighs> before 
Microsoft bought Bethesda, which is just really wild. That's how they do it, right? At the same time. They don't buy studios, they just buy games. Yeah, which is just, yeah, but it's (laughs) really, really funny. No, but, and yeah, so (laughs) get over it, guys. Get get over it, gamers. It ain't happening. You've got Final Fantasy, all right? Xbox has got Starfield. I'd say it's a pretty even trade. I don't, I don't know. It's just funny. Like I put these stories in, pepper them throughout the year, just because it's fun to laugh. Sometimes you need to laugh. There's sometimes no you just that. gotta laugh, and sometimes the capital G gamers they just hand you it on a plate and say, "Here you go. He have some funny content." <laughs> and I go, "Thank you very much. I can't wait to have a giggle with Mindy on the podcast for this." <laughs> it's the fact that it goes not release it on PlayStation. It's the fact that it's. Release it exclusively on PlayStation. <laughs> Xbox do not deserve this game. It's just like... <laughs> peak. Peak humor. That's peak content. Guess what? But you know what people didn't deserve, Amy? What's that? Was a Titanfall 3. Ah, yes. Titanfall 3. Respawn worked on Titanfall 3 in earnest for 10 months before shifting focus to Apex Legends. This is from Victoria Kennedy over at Eurogamer, who writes, Titanfall 3 was in development for almost a year before it was cancelled for Apex Legends. Speaking with the Burnet work, former Titanfall developer Mohamed Alavi shared the story of this crazy cut in his career. Quote, Titanfall 2 came out, did what it did, and we were like, okay, we're going to make Titanfall 3. And we worked on Titanfall 3 for 10 months in earnest. We had the tech for it and multiple missions going, end quote. The team even had a first playable version working, which Alavi described as being as good, if not better, than what the team had before. Don't say that. However, in Alavi's own words, it was only incrementally better and nothing, quote, revolutionary, end quote, for the series. He then went on to say, quote, We were feeling pretty decent about it, but not the same feeling as Titanfall 2. End quote. He stated, with the project's multiplayer team still having a hell of a time trying to sort out that aspect of the game. At the same time, the hugely popular Battle Royale Player Unknown's Battlegrounds had launched and its success caught the Titanfall team's attention. Alavi admitted, quote, We came back from break and we talked about it and were like, yeah, we need to pivot. We literally cancelled Titanfall 3 ourselves because we were like, we can make this game and it'll be Titanfall 2 plus a little bit better, or we could make this thing, which is clearly amazing, end work. End quote. Thus, work on Apex Legends began. Uh, quote, don't get me wrong, I will always miss having another Titanfall, end quote. Alavi said, calling Titanfall 2 his, quote, crowning achievement, end quote. Switching over to work on Apex Legends was ultimately the right call, he concluded. Not that anyone initially told EA about this move. Alavi admitted the publisher didn't know about these plans for another six months because the team wanted it to stay under the radar until it had an Apex Legends prototype to show off. Can't imagine that prototype meeting. Some EA executives sitting down thinking, oh cool, we're going to get to see what Titanfall 3 is and it's just not Titanfall 3 and they're just like, are we in the wrong meeting? What the fuck? My high right now? What the hell? We, uh, who is... Is this Respawn? Did, like, look at the sign on the door. Like, yeah, this is Respawn. What, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> There's no Titans in it. <laughs> well, they don't see Respawn. They see the big EA sign above it. Oh, yeah. Because Respawn's so small. <laughs> and yeah. Respawn. <laughs> Tiny little baby letters. Tiny little... Respawn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, since uh, obviously, uh, you know, we all know my thoughts on Titanfall. I was not the biggest fan whatsoever. Either way, people like you and like you, I mean, I think love this franchise. So I am massively disappointed to hear this type of thing for you and everything. To hear that it was coming. And they're the ones who cancelled it, not EA. <laughs> Which is more... <laughs> more the point. Like, okay. I really didn't need Muhammad Alavi saying, yeah, we made, we were making it, and it was better than Titanfall 2. I was like, you didn't need to tell me that. You didn't need to stab me and then rub salt in the wound. I'm sorry, you didn't need to do it. But, like, am I disappointed to know that Titanfall 3 was being worked on and it got cancelled and there isn't going to be one? for the foreseeable future um yeah yeah that's definitely that definitely stings not gonna lie again well partially because the person working on it was like yeah it was better um they didn't want to make it they didn't want to make it a little bit better it's amazing it's still a little bit more amazing (laughs) um (laughs) like the fact that the devs didn't want to work on it and wanted to work on something else i can respect that like we're what two weeks or removed three weeks removed from reading the redfall story and seeing what it looks like when game devs are working on something they don't want to work on um yeah so I like guess this is the thing that backs it up is that they wanted to do this like they wanted to pivot to apex legends you know what and we love apex legends both yeah. of us even if don't that was anymore, but no anymore. <laughs> even, even if that wasn't the case though i'd still like support devs working on things they want to make yeah definitely yeah um, because like you, you don't get that a lot in the AAA space. I feel like sometimes, um, again, we saw, we've seen the results. Um, and like, so yeah, it stings. I'm personally disappointed, but I'll get over it. Although the words, it was a little bit better than Titanfall 2 will ring through my nightmares for decades. Thanks. <laughs> a little bit better for me would say, oh, seven out of 10 oh. game. Yeah, oh. at last. <laughs> It's Something only good for me to play. It's only mostly shit. Daffod Moody, wrong opinion, however. 2023. <laughs> We're both joking, all right? We're both joking. Anyone out there? Um, Yeah, no. Yeah, that's why I put it in there, because I wanted to just sort of, like, A, do the story, but also B, just be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, like, again, I'm okay with it because of how it was kind. If if the story had been yeah, it killed it, so they could cash in on player and on battlegrounds, then I would have been had a few words to say. But I don't. That's not the story. Yeah. Well, Microsoft have finally done it, Amy. They're following in PlayStation's way of raising their prices. <laughs> they finally they finally put on a showcase where they're like, "Look, see, there's going to be games that you can play." <laughs> So now, we can, now we can justify <laughs> raising the prices. Damn. More money. Uh, yeah, Microsoft is hiking the price of Xbox Series X and Xbox Game Pass. So, yeah, it'll be in the story. As from Tom Warren over at The Verge, he writes, Microsoft is increasing its Xbox Series X prices in most countries in August. <coughs> Excuse me. Apart from the US, Japan, Chile, Brazil, and Colombia. The Xbox maker is also increasing the monthly prices of its Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions uh, for the first time in July, uh, which will see the base Game Pass subscription for console move up to $10.99 a month from $9.99. Um, uh, there's a bunch of... Qu- do we need to read all of this, really? Or is it just like, do we just need you the core information? You don't want to put it in. <laughs> I'm asking you. I don't even really want to put it in. They're raising the prices. They're raising the prices. That's all that matters. That's the, all that matters. The Series X, Game Pass, and Game Pass Ultimate, but not 
the Series S or PC Game Pass. Those prices are staying the same. Whoa, oh, what's whoa, this? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this? I wrote an editor's note at the bottom in italics that says Microsoft laid off roughly 10,000 employees in January 2023. And in 2022, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella earned a $2.5 million salary and $54.95 million bonus. What a weird thing I just found at the bottom of this at the bottom of this news story. <laughs> How's the bonus bigger than their salary? That's how CEOs <laughs> work. Bonuses get all all CEOs get bonuses that are way bigger than their salary. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's really funny to me. Yeah, uh, like they didn't even need to raise them. They're a bloody trillion dollar company for God's sake. No. It's just again, just a load of bollocks as always. They're gonna come out with yeah. the sob story. Uh, oh, but it's expensive. Everything's expensive out there. We need to raise our prices. Like, why don't you take back some of the fifty-five million dollars you gave to one person? <laughs> he's probably the yeah. least important. No, he's probably the least important person in your organization. <sighs> we'll give the ten thousand people who got laid off in January their jobs back. <laughs> yeah, you know it. It. it this story came through with the crashing sound of inevitability, whereas like, we knew they were going to raise their prices at some point, especially on Game Pass. Um, but it, it, and it, Game it Pass is, will rise again. And it will, yeah. Especially when, when they get Activision Blizzard. Maybe. Probably. Well, there's a hearing going on right now, so I hope you're ready to talk about all... You remember when Apple and Epic had that lawsuit, and there was the hearing, and all that crazy shit came out? That's happening right now as we're recording this podcast. So on next week's podcast, we get to talk about the crazy shit that Microsoft and Sony are, are, are revealing in court right now. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna be ready for. I'm not gonna be here for next week. Just, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't the. This isn't the shit that we've been sick of talking about for the last couple of years. This is the fun stuff where where a bunch of shit gets revealed that they never wanted to get revealed. <laughs> it's gonna bore me. I guarantee it won't. I didn't last time. Um. But yeah, no. It, yeah, it, I think it did. The <laughs> Epic versus lie. Apple stuff. Yeah, because it was never about Epic and Apple. I can go back. I'll, I'll stop this entire podcast and show you the video. Where it was like, look at all this fucking crazy shit they're saying. Because it was wild. It's like the Wild West out there. That was last year. This is this year. I'm like, I probably won't care. Anyway, uh, yeah, the prices have gone up. They're a trillion dollar, they're a trillion dollar, two trillion dollar company. They've sacked off 10,000 people in January to give a guy $50 million in a bonus. Bonus. That is just his bonus for doing a good job, apparently. Apparently, he did a good job. It's, again, just a load of bollocks, as always, that we already know about, so... Yeah. You gotta put these things in context. I hope your petition wins, PlayStation fanboys. Yeah. You win that petition. Steel Starfield. Right Steel to the, Starfield, Right yeah. to the president. You, you somehow convinced Todd Howard to be able to change the entire game in time, in to, literally two months' time. Just, just raise some money, right? I've got it, I've got it, right? Start a crowdfunder, okay? Right? Raise as much money as you can to pay somebody who works at Bethesda Gamesworks to, to just steal all the computers at night, you know, when no one's there, and, and then drive them to the nearest PlayStation studio. Boom absconded with the game the game's playstations now <laughs> i i think it could work i think it's got merit probably, probably does. if not i would like to see them try 
be like that one weird month where everybody was charging at Area 51 doing Naruto runs. Like, you know, I don't think this is going to accomplish anything, but I want to see them do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That happened when I was at college. The people were like, hey, look at this, look at this. It's the stupidest thing ever. Why are you showing this in my face right now? Go see, that, I, I, that's the difference between us. Because For me, I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Popcorn. <laughs> Continue to be idiots for my entertainment, please. <laughs> Yeah, I have to be in a special mood for really for idi- for idiocy. stupid, really stupid idiocy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel well, like that's it for the. No. I feel I feel like something in my brain is broken to the point where I'm always in the mood for someone being an idiot. Probably fair. Well, that's it for the news stories. Let's move on to what's happening next week, Amy. What is happening next week? I feel like I've forgotten something. Well, that's happening next week. Oh yeah, part on the podcast. You wanted to you, you pitched the idea we're gonna do um because it's literally next Friday is the last day of June, which means like it's officially past the halfway mark of the year. Um and you wanted to do our favorite games that we've played so far this year. Um, oh, yeah, as a podcast yeah. topic. And and yeah. I and I've had I had the idea to we could also pair it with what are we most excited about for the next six months. So that's gonna be the main topic of the podcast next week. Sweet, and then I looked sweet, through the sweet. list of games I've played this year and thought, maybe I should play some more games but for next week. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that to myself. At least saying that oh, big dear. right now on my list. <laughs> like, so yours is short as well. Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, mine's short. I mean, again, I spent an entire month playing Oxbath Traveler too, and nothing else. And I spent most of a month playing nothing. <laughs> because of And then when Zelda events. came out, you played nothing but Zelda. <laughs> well, when Zelda came out, like I feel like I worry how short my list would have been if I hadn't crippled my back and been off for like the better part of four weeks because oh, i really shit. did get some games in <laughs> i've only got six games on my list and i would only probably pick three of them <laughs> well we're still doing it so yeah that's fine that's fine um, that means the favorite games list is short and then we just get onto the big list <laughs> for the, rest the main of the list year. the games that when we want to play but probably won't for them. probably won't still yeah <laughs> Um, I've, can I, mean, I get through really in isolation like... by the time? Maybe. Yeah, we'll yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You've got a whole weekend. Can I play time. a good chunk of Street Fighter Six? All right, I think I could probably pull out about eight games. I think. Oh, actually, nine. Because there's a game I was going to review today, but I forgot to write something for it, so I was going to do it next week, and I would put that on. On the 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 list of games that i've really enjoyed this year well, that's a shame the review is going to be the week after as well so well it's fine i'll just i'll i'll review it while we're doing the list i'll just say it's this game and here's why and that'll be my review it's on the list that's that's the review Boom. yeah it, well, i mean it works right like hey this is one of my favorite games that i've played so far this year if that if that doesn't tell you what i think about the game <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> so, do you think I can squeeze on like Yu-Gi-Oh and Life is Strange three? Well, look, right. Spo- <laughs> spo- spoiler alert for next week. One of my games is Dead Cells: Return to Castlevania. So yeah, you probably could do that. <laughs> games come out this year. That the DLC came out that this year. I can accept that. Out this year. Yeah, I can expect. I can accept that. The core game. They haven't expanded the Life they is have. Strange True Colors yet. They have. <laughs> I showed you that interview in that magazine that, that where they talked about Life is Strange True Colors and they said they might make a sequel to it and that's good enough for me. <laughs> you, 
You were doing it for research, Moody. You were doing it for research in case they did make a sequel. (laughs) And I might win the lottery someday, but it doesn't mean I'm getting what I want. I'm I'm trying to help you here. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, you can accept my help. Well, Steph is very... The person who plays Steph, she's very quiet these days. I I haven't seen her... Because she used to stream like crazy. She's busy recording Life is Strange True Colors too. Therefore, it's legitimate and you can put it on the list. What was the other one? Yu-Gi-Oh. It's a, it's a live service game. There you go. Boom. You can put it on the list. I'm joking. I'm not putting Yu-Gi-Oh on there. I played too much of that even when you were here. <laughs> you did play a lot of it when I was there. That's what enabled me to play Dead Cells so much. <laughs> and also I get really, really um, jealous of your standing desk. Um, what else is happening next week? There's about six thousand indie games coming out. Like it's it, it, it's it's an assault on the senses opening our uh, shared calendar of video games that are releasing at the moment. Um, there is probably something for most people. Like if you like indie games, there's probably a game coming out next week that you're gonna like. Um, I'm not listing them all in here because we'd be here for another two hours. So. <laughs> I put two down. Uh, a Long Journey to an Uncertain End um, is coming out on PC on June 28th. I've been eyeing this one up for a while. It was one of those where it came out on Kickstarter, and I didn't back it because I didn't have the money at the time. Um, but I've kept my eyes on it. Um, and the other one is Pico, which was coming out, which is coming out on June 28th on PC. <laughs> it's tagged as an early access game. Um, this was revealed at the Wholesome Direct. I don't know if it was revealed, but it was there. It was at the Wholesome Direct. It was the game where you play, where you have tea parties with cats and you give cats tea. And I was like, you know what? I remember that from the Wholesome Direct because it was cute as fuck. So I'll put it in the What's Happening Next Week. But like I said, check out a release calendar. There's a bazillion fucking indie games coming out next week. And I'm sure you'll find something for you. And if not, enjoy Final Fantasy 16, because I assume that's what you're playing. <laughs> Speaking of Final Fantasy 16, Moody, shall we do Open Critic head to head? Yeah, I've updated the, the scores for you as well. So. Thanks. Um, did any of them? Yeah, I haven't changed any of the scores like who yeah. gets points or anything like that. <laughs> what, so one of them did this afternoon. I was most I was most angry <laughs> and apoplectic about the about it that I saw it coming. This is the game we play every week where we try to get I said it last week. I said it last week. <laughs> it was nighty until like fucking three o'clock, four o'clock this afternoon. Um but this is the game we play every week where we try to guess the open critic average of upcoming games. Whoever guesses closest to the scores gets a point. And if you manage to guess the scores correctly, you get two points. Last week, we tried to guess the open critic average of three games uh, that all came out this week. The first one was Aliens Dark Descent. I guessed it would get a 70. Moody guessed it would get an 80. And at the time of recording, it has a 78. That's really cool. It, yeah, was, it was like giving me a point. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It's like slowly just worked its way up. Like it started like at 73, 74, and it's just slowly worked its way yeah. up throughout the week. So, yeah, well, respect to them for that. That's yeah, that one's a slow burn for sure, like yeah, in yeah, terms yeah, of its yeah, score yeah. going up. Yeah. Like, I know you're going to review it at some point on the podcast, um, and obviously you haven't played that much of it, but like in like a couple of sentences, like how, how are you finding it? If you're an alien fan, you're going to love this game. 
Star Trek Resurgence. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. No, that's literally that's there's no doubt about it. That's what it that's what it is all about. Um, like I legit didn't even I couldn't believe it when it happened. I got jump scared on this thing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, nice, <laughs> like respect. Wait, um, it's like, like it's like this is a strategy game. Strategy games aren't supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah, um, that's cool. I'm glad to hear. I've, what, what I've loved even more was just the it's it's the sound effects and the and the and the and the score they've used. They, I didn't expect this. There's hints of Alien 3 score in this, okay. and I love Alien 3's score. I think that's an incredibly underrated score on that. So, like, I was just hearing cool. it at the beginning. I was like, wait, what? That's. I was like, this. It's like when I. Um... <laughs> it's like when I played the Alien Isolation demo for the first time at EGX, and I was like, I was just marveling at like how it sounded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that was the first thing. And then the second thing was, oh, shit. There's an alien. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just flat out. Oh, behind me. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. I'm dead again. <laughs> that, that happened to me the, the year after in virtual reality. Because <laughs> I was dumb enough to play that game in VR. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the second game that we tried to guess the open critic average of was Crash Team Rumble. I guessed it would get a 70. Moody guessed it would get a 67. 67. And at the time of recording, Crash Team Rumble has an open critic average of 72, which means Amy gets the point. Nothing to say about this. Not on my yeah, radar yeah. at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do plan to, like, eventually at some point in my life see what all the fuss was about with Crash Bandicoot, you know, since they remastered them and stuff. But I never got into mascot platformers like everybody did back in the 90s, so it never really hit me. Um, neither did I, so I can't comment on it. Uh, the last one, the big one, Final Fantasy 16. I guess that we're getting a 98. Mooney guessed that we're getting an 88. Then Mooney said, Oh, but it gets an 89 and we get a draw. And at the time of recording, Final Fantasy 16 has an overcrack average of 89, which means no one, nil poids, as they say in tennis, no points. No one gets the point. The worst thing is, for fucking when we ages, finish, it'll when be we an finish, 88. Fuck yes, it's going to be an 88. We know it is. <laughs> We just know it is. And then we'll all be angry. No one got a point, so we're mad. I'm mad because it had a 90 until I fucking checked right before we started recording the podcast. And then you'll be mad because we'll finish recording the podcast and we'll have an 80 yet. <laughs> Fuck you, Final Fantasy 16. The thing is, it's had some low scores. Like, not as high as that I thought I was going for. And I feel how, much, like, but... how much do I say? I've played the first couple of hours of this game. And I, am I guess that was what you were talking I, I am about empathetic to those little scores. <laughs> However, okay. it's only the first couple of hours. So I'm I'm giving it leeway before I say anything more specific on the podcast. However, if yeah, you want to yeah. dish after this, Mooney, we can dish. Um, but can for, but for right now, the open critic scores, current scores, Amy, 17, Mooney, 12. We now have two draws. I love the fact that we opened up the... We've opened up the, the, the thing. So it's not just one game a week. It's however many games we think are going to get open critic reviews. Or I think are going to get open critic reviews. And what's happened is nothing has changed. <laughs> like, we have multiple games a week and it'll be like, Amy gets a point and Moody gets a point. So the scores are changed, but this gap is the same. <laughs> yep. But there's no games this week because there's a bazillion indie games coming out, and I don't like putting in. I don't like putting like small indie games in this because one, I think it's unfair to do open Craig uh, head to heads for for really small indie games, and two, 
it's hit or miss whether they even get open critic averages. Like, so why have you put one in still? Did I? Oh, that's not an indie game. Shit, I forgot this is coming out. <laughs> this isn't an indie game. This is a Capcom game. <laughs> this is what I mean. There's a bazillion games coming out next week, and I forgot, I forgot half of them. Yes, we are doing one this week. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. It's like a it's like a remaster of an old Capcom game from the 3DS or just the DS. I think it was a handheld. I remember it, but I never had the console to play it. So yeah, this is coming out, and I think it's going to get a 74, and I didn't just put a number down at random without thought. I did. 70. I did do that. But yeah, like to finish my point, it's like I don't like putting any games up because... I mean, like, a fucking <clears throat> Polybridge series is a pretty popular series on Steam, and yet it doesn't have an open critic average. Because <laughs> Keith's waiting for a fantasy critic. It's not going to get one at this point. And that's just wild. But He can get rid of it if he wants to, can't he? He will. I'm yeah. assuming. It's how long do you hold out in case, like, a late comer, you know, reviews it and gives it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and then, boom, he's got loads of points. Um, But yeah, that's going to do it for... Episode 357 of the Words About Games podcast. There's a lot we could talk about about Fantasy Critic, but I can't be bothered. All I'll say is, fuck you, Russell, for taking one of the games I've that bit on you, motherfucker. Persona? Hmm? Was it the Persona? Persona, game? yeah. Persona, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, got Persona. me as well with that. We bid the same amount, me and, me and Russ, but because I've got more points than him, he won the tie. So if I had to put what? one... That's how it works. Yeah. So wait, gives... how much did you vote put, or put, put on it? We both put $17 down on it. Oh, I was no way fucking there. I was at yeah. 10 Yeah. <clears throat> so if I'd put one more dollar in, I'd have Persona 5 Tactic here and he'd be shouting at me. But, you know, you took my other game, I mean, I'm sure. I wonder if it... I would oh, have been, yeah. I wouldn't have stood if you picked it, if it can't went to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just... <laughs> The Persona like... gal. <laughs> yeah, no offense. Yeah, I don't mean that. Nothing. This is I'm the not first... Saying, uh, I think this is not, the first year I've not had a Persona game in my team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm all right. Like, I know, like, I've got some big-ass games coming out over the next few months. So well, I'm I chickened like, out on Sonic. Pretty... You got Sonic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I saw that pop up, and I thought, Moody's bit on that. And then I uh, put yeah, a bid yeah. in, and then I went... And then as the week went on, I was like... I chickened out and put my bid back down to $1. And what's funny is, if I'd kept my bid where it was, I would have got that. But I chickened yeah, out because yeah. I was like, actually, no, I'm going to keep the space. For I didn't things. put much on it. Like, I think yeah. it was $5 I yeah. think I put in for. It was, it was low. It was lower than what I'd put. Yeah. But then all I, the bids that I, I bid, even the Time Shift Warrior was low. Yeah, I did see that and I did think about it, but I just didn't. I just didn't. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I meant that it's at that point where it's like, I've only got a few spaces left. More when I have to drop Hollow Knight when it never comes out. <laughs> but. Yeah, how late are you gonna wait that? I'll wait as long as it can be. I've got thing is, I know you got Gamescom coming out. I know, I know that. No, I know like there's times and it could and it could potentially come out, but it's like, it, I've got we have a release calendar of all the the games that are coming out. So as long as no one snipes games that I'm looking at, I know I can go to the week before for most of the games on that calendar. So I can leave it pretty late. What was funny was after I did the um. After I played the demo for Stray Gods, I legit went straight to Fantasy Critic after I was finished and went, I got a fucking bit on this and get it in my team. You've completely did it, did it, did forgot, did it. didn't you? <laughs> Just scrolled down and went, I already did. Sweet. <laughs> I already got that. 
And then I went for Sea of Stars, and I was like, damn you, Fitz. Yeah, Fitz, Fitz Patel. Was his fourth. was his fourth <laughs> pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's got a few finer coming up, and if that game hits as much as I think it might hit, whew, he's going to be right up with us. Coming in out of nowhere. He's already coming in. Like He's just oh, he's, behind me. Yeah. He's ahead of he Russ. just got ahead of Russ. Final Fantasy kicked in. He's got Super Mario Brothers coming out now. Yeah, he's got the new Super Mario. He's got Spider-Man 2. He's got Sea of Stars. He's got Pikmin 4. Those are all big hitters for him. Big stuff. Those, those, yeah. Thing I is, see. he's also got games to drop. So he's got... Yeah. His team's full right now, but he's got space. Yeah. Because um, he's got... He needs to yeah. look into coming and deleting, like... He's done it. I, I, I gently reminded him earlier this week, and he's put the drops in for, for the games that he needs to drop, so... Fair. He's doing it, and like Keith needs more games. I can't tell where he's gonna go at the minute. Russ has got some big stuff lined up, and also space, so he could come in swinging. Obviously, there's you and me. Um, we talk about we talk. Yeah, about but I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with what I've got. Like, I... I've still got Plucky Squire. I've still got like a dragon. I've got Mortal Kombat 1, which I was so happy that I sniped straight. When I heard that, I was thinking, there's rumors that's coming this year. I was thinking, yeah, I'm necking I that just as didn't fast be- as I, I just can. didn't believe the rumors. That was all. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one I'm a little worried about is checking it, because I thought we might have seen it at the Summer Games Fest. We I... might have heard a release date. But they're still, like, announcing characters and everything, so it kind of makes me think that we could get it. still could drop this year. Either way, obviously. Yeah, like, I've got to try and remind myself that I've only dropped one game so far this year. So, you know what I mean? I've got plenty of... How many of, have I dropped? I've dropped one. You've I dropped more. I, I think you've dropped two or three. I'll have a look. Because I know I deleted one, one out of yours, and I deleted, deleted one out of one, mine. and I think I've dropped one. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, Hollow Knight, at this point, I, at this point, I'm looking at it going, it's not coming out. And then Thirsty Suitors is definitely coming out. Like, the dev's been on Twitter yeah. talking about the game's basically finished, and there's an Annapurna thing in a couple of weeks. Like, that game's coming out sometime soon. Um, Probably will drop that there. Potentially. Uh, Forza Motorsports coming out, um, and then Stray Gods is coming out, and then it's like, okay, so I've got three other games there, where it's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mean of the Hollow well, was down for yeah. December, and I was like, yeah, like I'll take a punt on that because it's the next game from the Shovel Knight developers. So I was like, I'll punt that one if I have to. Faz, don't think that's coming out. <laughs> they specifically said on the Xbox stream it's coming to consoles on early access in August. I don't think that's coming out this year. Yeah, I think if it wasn't, I think if it was, they would have said it's coming in its full release. Like yeah, the, the, yeah. the updates have slowed down dramatically compared to what they, they were. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think it is. True Dreams Elsewhere is a cool indie game that disappeared three years ago. <laughs> I don't know where it is. <laughs> but the dev keeps posting GIFs on Twitter every now and again. So I know it still exists. I just, I just, I, I assumed I'd have seen it. <laughs> it's an Xbox Game Pass game, so maybe it'll be at the idea at Xbox Showcase. But I also think I might just be trying to convince myself <laughs> to make myself feel bad because I really want to play it. Like beyond Fantasy Critic, I just want to play it. It was fun. I played a demo of it at a Next Fest years ago, and uh, yeah. So I've got. Oh my god! I've just had a look. Goodbye, Volcano High, and see if. Sea of Stars drops the same fucking day. Yeah, they do. This is what I'm talking about, man. It's going to be a bloodbath. 
that's going to do it for episode 357 of the Words About Games podcast. It's, yeah. Next week, week after Starfield. Yes, it is. This is what I was saying about fucking August, man. Um, Because isn't Baldur's Gate 3 in there somewhere? Yeah, it's two days after. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about Baldur's Gate. I so do. I'm okay about that. <laughs> well, that's you. What I'm saying is, is a fucking, is a fucking, there's a video game bomb ticking down right now, Moody. Lies <laughs> of can, P drops the same day as Mortal Kombat One, that's and we can all see the bomb ticking. <laughs> that's interesting. Say bye, Moody. Bye, Moody.